The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show podcast is sponsored by Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. 93X. Greatest spiking culture of all time. He's a legend. I mean, that's, that's all you can say. He's a legend. Biggest sports legend of all figures across sports for Minnesota. Never allowed heaters. That's what I remember about him the most. Tough guy. The way he would stand on those sidelines in freezing weather in the middle of a blizzard with no hand warmers, it just showed that we were tough and we were going to get through anything. It's a huge loss, although a great time of remembering a great man. When I was on that field to play the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, I'm going to tell you, man, I thought I felt that man around. Bud ain't going nowhere. He just went to another place. Bud's the kind of guy we think will always be there. He was always somebody you could depend on or have your back. He was just one of a kind. He loved to hunt. It was a big part of his life. And he wanted to make sure that our prairies were preserved for pheasants. He wanted to make sure that our forests were preserved for deer hunting. The legacy, I think, is in the stats, in the wins, in the uh, Super Bowl appearances. But uh, I think just the man himself is, is going to be remembered. I think he was a pretty good person. Showtime. Ah, yeah, checking in for a brand new work week here on the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. Good morning. It is 543. Brand new work week. Big, fat, brand new chili dog, as ah, they say. Put in, it in your mouth and suck it. That's right. And we'll, we'll be talking uh, quite a bit about the passing of Bud Grant, I think, uh, especially when Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder join us at about 7.30. Oh, I bet they've got plenty to say about the man. What a great man and a great story. Old Bud, Josh, he did all right. <laughs> I think he did, you know. <laughs> he did all right. I think most Minnesotans know quite a bit about him, but after reading some articles yesterday, I realized I didn't know half as much as he accomplished in his life. What were some of the things that you read that... Uh, that, that you, you were unaware of. Well, I didn't know he had so much success in Canada. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know he learned about football in the military. That w- <laughs> was news to me. I, I didn't know make the correlation between the two. I knew he was in the military, but I had no idea. That's where football kind of became a bigger thing for him. Mm-hmm. Coaching specifically. Mm-hmm. An amazing run. We were lucky to have him. We really were. I think what... What we loved most about Bud is, despite his his success as a as a coach and an athlete, after he was done with football, he didn't live high on the hill. He didn't walk around like he was any better than anybody. He just blended right in with the rest of us. Lived in that same house in Bloomington all these years, had his garage sales. He just became one of us, hunter, fisherman, Outdoorsman, average dude. That was impressive, wasn't it? Same house he bought in 1967, still lived in that thing. And those garage sales, people came from, this is the other thing I didn't know. I didn't know people came from around the world to go to those things. Yeah. Where he sit there, huge line of people, sign autographs, sell memorabilia, that kind of stuff. He's a beautiful man. He was. We're going to miss Bud around here. Like I said, we were lucky to have him in town for all these years. Passed away at 95. Hell of a run. 
And I'm sure you remember that uh, January 2016 game, the coldest game in Vikings history, uh, where they, they're playing at TCF Stadium. Wait, yeah, that, that's what it was called then, right? Yeah, right. TCF Stadium. And everybody's complaining about how cold it is. Oh, boy, it was cold. And how hard the ground was that they were playing on. It was just so cold. And he came out in a T-shirt. <laughs> but Grant's, like, representing the team. He's the guy out there in the T-shirt. What I a got, tough son of a gun. I got chills watching that at home on my television. And I'll still, I'll still get a certain feeling when, when Bud walked out there tough as nails. With the wind chill, it was 25 below that day. Oof. He didn't give two pumps. <laughs> no, and he didn't even look cold. Didn't give two pumps. We'll get into uh, much more about the life of Bud Grant a little bit later when Randy and Brad show up. But uh, I felt the world stop spinning just for a brief minute or two when I found out that uh, Bud had passed. But here we go. Like I said, checking in for a new, new work week. How did uh, your weekend go, old Cubby? Oh, it was great. Uh, Friday night, or Friday, I should say, afternoon, I was at the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic. Spent quite a few hours there. Dana was nice enough to show up. I popped by, yeah. yeah did. It was fun. Yeah, I'd was... never seen anything like that before. I'm I'm like you. I'm very much an indoor uh, type of person, so I've, I've never been hunting, but it was cool to see all of the just the crazy stuff they had there. It was awesome. Yeah, they put on a really good show. Um yeah, Dana, you came a long way to get some venison jerky. I got some venison jerky, which is very tasty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, also, as I, point, as I pointed out to Josh, as I was walking around, I was seeing all this te- you know, crazy technology and all this high-tech stuff they have. Like, They're not making it any easier on the deer, for sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not evening the odds by any measure with the stuff that they got going on out there now. Yeah, that was one of the first things you said to me. <laughs> I, I came back, I said hi to Josh, I did a loop, and I kind of walked through, I'm like, Wow. It's bad. It's a bad time in 2023 to be a deer because they are making it even easier for the hunters. As far yeah. as I know, I don't think the deer have come up with any new developments to defend no, themselves. Not at all. No, no. That's a good point. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, maybe this is on the deer then. <laughs> I've heard they're getting worse. Yeah, this is on them. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything. Uh, Nick, I met a guy who said he's drank with you a few times. I got to give a shout out to Wojak from Hutchinson. Wojak was in the house? Yeah, he's he works there at Outdoor News. I know you're, you've been a model for the in the Outdoor News publication. <laughs> Before you've been uh, one of the highlights of outdoor news. I have been. Uh, <laughs> I've been published <laughs> in the outdoor news in the past. Josh uh, brought me a, a hat from that joint. Oh, nice. Uh, um, at Wojak works there. You said Wojo Wojak. 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 Yeah, he. he uh, he's a part of the outdoor news. I'm not exactly sure exactly his title there, but my old man subscribed to that paper for decades. Decades. I've you, seen it in so many bathrooms. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, he had come up to me. He's like, hey, you're going to be hanging with Tommy Kramer today. I'm like, I am? I'm not prepared. I had no idea. And so I was very excited. You didn't bring a cooler of beer or anything. No. (laughs) Last time I saw Tommy Kramer was with you where he was on a bar stool for three days during the Vikings Arctic Blast back in the day. Their snowmobile 25 years ago. Long time ago. So you thought TK was coming to hang out. You got no beer. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, they're like, oh, no, no, that's tomorrow. And, and, you know, with the passing of Bud, I don't know if he made it out. I saw he and Henry Thomas and and maybe even Bud Grant were going to be there Saturday. Hardware Hank, huh? Yeah, Hardware Hank. Man. So I I missed them by a day if they were able to make it out. But I was there on Saturday, and I don't. 
think I saw them. But uh, did you see the the Hawks or the Eagle they had there? Yeah, I, w- I walked around the whole... I got there super early. Dude, that was cool. I that, liked I liked the, <laughs> the Hawks. Yeah, the whole thing was awesome. And if you like hot babes, that was the place for you. That, was, you another, that was another observation I made after doing a lap and coming back and talking to Josh and hanging out at the, at the booth. I was like... Whoa. Are Dude, they having a like milf the, hunt? There's some booth babes here. <laughs> that was the hunt furthest here. from the truth for me. I was wondering where, like, all the women were, but I thought there was, like, a lot of dopes. A lot of dudes. What are you guys talking about, hot babes? At, at, at the uh, Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic, there was nothing but hot babes on like, the day we were there. Like mm-hmm. walking around or working booths? Both. Both. Oh. Yeah. And wait a minute. What about dilfs? <laughs> That, that's all I saw. I you was saw, wondering where all the women were when I was there on Saturday. You saw lots of DILFs. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Josh was at Women's Day. Yeah, it was Friday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, maybe, maybe there's more they going on. Hey, all, all the babes were there to see Josh, yeah. obviously. Sure. I feel like we can reach that conclusion. Well, I'm maybe sure that Friday was, was Hot Babes Day and Saturday was uh, Dilfomania. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe there was certain things going on that, you know, attracted women more on Did Friday. you buy any weapons, Josh? No, no. I, I'm always <laughs> tempted, but I, what am I going to do? I hang it on my wall. You know, I, there's, I don't deserve one of those. You just kind of sit on your front porch uh, with the damn thing in your lap. That's I what guess. you do with it. That'd be cool. Well, and people were like, wow, Ashley's not as pretty as I thought in person when they saw Dana. Because, <laughs> Ashley, you were saying you were going to be there with me. Yeah, I didn't get out of here until, like, 2 p.m., so... You, you didn't show, but Dana did. So it was it was nice that you hung out, Dana. That yeah, was, was a lot fun. of fun. It's it always nice to have company. Yeah. Did you get any of the food? They had really good food there. No, I didn't eat anything. Ah, you missed out. Were you, you the racks? Oh, Hot. the rack wall? Yeah. Hot. So cool. Yeah, Sweet. it was really cool. What, all the big uh, the big bucks and whatnot? Yeah. Elk? Some real keepers. Caribou? I don't know what people kill anymore. <laughs> moose. Uh, moose. <laughs> Daylight savings uh, time kicked in also. Is that what happened on Saturday night? Yeah. Is that the proper yeah. way Yesterday to say morning. it? Yesterday morning. Yesterday. I don't follow this kind of thing terribly closely, so now we're in uh, daylight. Anyone have any uh, thoughts on that? I, 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 For whatever reason, there are, there are people who are very passionate one way or another about what we do with the clocks. I, I couldn't possibly... Care less. Oh, I'm not passionate about it. No. Yeah, it was now. Yeah, I woke up. It was an hour later, and I just continued living my life. I woke up in the middle of the night, and it was weird because I felt like it was a like the it, it just this morning right. or yesterday. Yesterday, and I was like, "What the? I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, that maybe that's it. <laughs> it's just weird being like 7:30 and still light. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like that part. You guys are weird. Yeah, true. <laughs> There are seven crimes that are less common during daylight savings time. That's good. So the sun sets an hour later. And yeah, um, crime drops 7% during daylight savings. This is brand new to me. Um, what I didn't realize was up until Saturday, we were in the middle of standard. Uh, what's the other one? Yeah, I think standard time. Standard time. Now we're in daylight. So like I said, I don't follow it. But there is less crime if... Uh, if that interests you. I kind of wonder if this is 2023 accurate or even 2022 accurate. Okay. Because of uh, two of the things on this list. All right. A home security system company looked at property crime rates, specifically between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. And they say, here are a few crimes that tend to be less common when the sun sets later in the day. Number one, robberies and muggings. That stands to reason. Not as much 
Dark, mm -hmm. between five and seven. Number two, Stolen Cars. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> as long as there's TikTok challenges, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's one in particular. I don't know that the sun makes a difference. I mean, shoot, they're carjacking people at intersections in the middle of the day. I don't think that one's going to change because of daylight saving time. Yeah. And you think like that kind of thing would go up because it being warm. Like because summertime. It's, because it's warmer? Yeah, like more people like, out? Yeah, uh-huh. More out and about. I feel like it... I'd, I mean, I'd rather steal a car in the summer than the winter. Better weather. And right. I think it'd be easier to steal a car in the winter because oh. people leave their cars running yeah. when they run yep. in. Yep, didn't mm. even think of that, Waffle. True. Anybody uh, ever had their car stolen? No. 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 Broken into a few times. My, mm -hmm. my girlfriend's parents did last year when they were in Arizona. Was it funny? Yeah, not to them. Uh. <laughs> well, I told you, I had a friend who his boss had a he got a brand new SUV, and say, boss went out of town for work, came back SUV gone. And SUV so, gone, brand new. So oh. he gets another new one, driving around, and about six months later or so, he gets a call from the impound lot saying, "Hey, are you ever going to pick up your vehicle? It's been sitting here forever." So they had found. His, the one that was stolen, and it was towed there. So he went to pick it up, called his insurance company, and, and it, it was at least six months. I don't know the exact time frame. So, oh, geez. So whatever the uh, insurance you're, you're, company says, they're like, well, we already wrote it off. So they go ahead, do what you want to do with it. They didn't take it back. Interesting. Hmm, cool. So That's like 15 years ago now, now he, maybe more. Then he has two vehicles. Yeah, so he sold one of them. Bastard. So it wasn't funny. See, I had a friend who had their car stolen, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny for us. Yeah, you know? well, that's well, sure. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking. Did you laugh a little bit? This particular friend was one of those always left their car running people, and we, we warned her over and over again, you got to stop leaving your car running when you run into the gas station to get a pack of heaters. Nothing's going to happen. And then one night it happened. <laughs> and it was effing hilarious. Uh, here's what else. The uh, crimes that drop during daylight savings time. Uh, oh, theft of car parts like the wildly popular catalytic converters. Yeah, again, I don't think that's going to make a difference. Thefts from buildings. Property damage. Breaking into cars to steal stuff. And shoplifting. Those crimes all drop, according to this home security system company. Breaking into cars to steal stuff. Oh, man, I had some buddies who loved that bit. They loved walking around parking lots and checking to see whose doors were locked and whose were not. I had a friend who would steal radar detectors. I haven't seen a radar detector forever. How, oh, the old Fuzzbusters? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. How 1980s of him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I walked out once in the middle when I was working. You know, I'd leave the house, and I didn't have a garage at that point, so I parked on the street in Minneapolis. And I walked out and saw somebody in my car going through my stuff. That was kind of unsettling. What'd you do? I hit the panic button and started honking. He got out and ran away. Oh, I wouldn't even have thought of the panic Me button. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have completely forgotten about that. That was uh, some good thinking on your part. Would I would have hit the figurative panic button and just ran away. Go <laughs> <laughs> start a new life somewhere else at this point. <laughs> Call your Looks mother. Looks like I'm moving. Josh, <laughs> Josh would have called his mom. Mom! Uh, did they take anything? Uh, there's nothing really value in there. They just went through everything and, you know, the... 
glove compartment was open, the center console, like some papers in there have been tossed around, but there's nothing of value in the car. So Ginger yeah. Bear Jesus said he just stopped someone from stealing his car this morning. Holy crap. We're barely into daylight saving time, and they're already getting cars stolen. Yeah, my pals who were sneak thieves, they, uh, you know, like I said, they would check to see what doors were locked in the cars in a in a random public parking lot. Just scummy thing to do. Um, I never got involved in that that scene. To me, that that sounded like a great way to get shot. You know, I, I was a little bit of a sneak thief as a kid, but. We were we were into our twenties at this point, and these guys were still doing this. Oh, geez. So anyway, so one of them, we're partying one night, and uh, he's like, "You want to? I'm starving. You know, there's never any food at these parties. Let's go get a couple of pizzas or something." So we walk down the street to the neighborhood supermarket, and this dude's got a cart, and he throws in seven pizzas and nine bags of chips. We were a young guy, you know, in our early 20s. I'm like, wow, you know, that wasn't common for somebody to kind of treat the whole party, you mm-hmm. know, when you were making jack squat. We get all the way up to the, what do they call it, where you hang out in an elderly lady uh, back in the uh, checkout counter. We get all the way up to the checkout counter, and the old lady's ringing up our items, and I see my buddy pull this checkbook out of his pocket, and the name on the check is, you know, Lillian Jorgensen or something. <laughs> like, he had swiped the checkbook from someone's car, and then he attempts to pay for all these groceries. And the old lady says, so can I see some ID? Well, it's my grandmother. And I, then I, it dawned on me. He stole this effing checkbook. <laughs> and we didn't get the take. The lady says, I can't sell you all these items. You're not Lillian Jorgensen. And then he's mad. And then he's pissed at that her. He's, that he's pissed at her. <laughs> For doing her job. It was a, I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. Uh, that sucks, You man. took me away from a keg party so yeah. we could, so, to make me part of a crime. <laughs> Dana, I, I don't know if you've heard this story, but I one of the times I had my car broken into, um, I had just, I got an iPod for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It was 2008. And so I got an iPod and I, you could buy skins for them. Right, so I bought this like series of dragons on the skin. I just put it on my iPod, and so the cops are like, "Okay, what was stolen?" And I didn't have a lot in there, but I did have my iPod in there, and maybe uh-huh. I, I think I had that, and maybe a gift card. I think actually it was a Fleet Farm gift card. Oh, nice! And so the cops are like, "Well, were there any identifying marks on anything? <laughs> like, did you get it engraved, or did you have any?" I'm like, "No, no, just uh, your standard iPod. I can't think of one thing different about this. I was so embarrassed <laughs> that I, they maybe they found this thing, but I never got it back because I was too embarrassed about the dragon skin I put on my iPod. Yeah, they were just like, oh, well, yeah, he didn't mention a dragon skin, so this one's not his. Yeah, so. it's got a lot of no. great 80s rock on here. I guess we'll keep this one. What made you select uh, a dragon design for your iPod? Boy, I don't know. So, I don't. When did um, Game of Thrones start? Ooh. Was it that? It wasn't that long ago, was no. it? No. Because no, no, no. uh, maybe it was 2010 or something. Because this was 2008. I don't know. I just was looking for skins, and I saw that one, and I thought, that's the one I need right there. Yeah, it started in 2011, so you can't use that excuse, man. Yeah, Sorry. So it wasn't that. <laughs> started that long ago? You were too embarrassed to tell the cop <laughs> yep. that you had a dragon design on your iPad. That's cute. Yeah, so uh, iPod gifted iPod gone that's, real quick. That stinks. I think I only had that thing for maybe two months. <laughs> <laughs>
That's funny. Uh, so what else is going on is uh, we're ready for the basketball tournament, the college basketball tournament. Play-in games, I think, start tomorrow. Anybody filling out a bracket? Uh, I, no. I, I printed one off. I don't think I'll be involved in any pools or anything. I just printed one off so I can find out who the hell's playing. Mm-hmm. But I think that those days have kind of come and gone. I had a great time on and off over the last, Jesus, 35 years doing the bracket tournaments with your pals. But, you know, if someone offers me one, maybe, but not my thing anymore. What about you? Uh, no. I, I Like you, I did it for a series of years and kind of got tired of it. I, I've seen relationships fall apart over this type of thing. I, one oh. in particular I can think of is one of the most knowledgeable guys I've ever met about all sports, but especially basketball. <sighs> Coached basketball, played basketball. Still to this day, it, it plays in these you know, like three-on-three tournaments. And he was the worst at picking games. Absolute worst. Even though he knew all the... I mean, he read books on this stuff. And <laughs> he would get furious. And there, were, there was one particular year where a guy for the first time decided to do it. You know, you know the story. And then, of course, he won. Mm-hmm. Right? And so these two guys got into it so much of ribbing each other back and forth that that had ended their friendship. Wow. <laughs> Which was kind of hilarious. Kind of I thought you were going to say kind of pathetic. That, I thought you were going to say like his wife stomped his guts out and he hated her forever. <laughs> oh no, but he did get a divorce. But unrelated, oh. unrelated. I was going to say like his wife won or something, and he left her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's always the person who picks via uh, you know uniform colors and mascots like or yeah uniforms. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, isn't it something that ever since high school I would jump in on some kind of bracket with with pals and i remember uh, i remember you know why and how i won i've only, I only won the whole schmear once and i remember how and why it was because I, I think i want to say it was 1999 and i fell in love with a big cement head center playing college basketball at the time by the name of Bryant Reeves, who played for Oklahoma State University. They called him Big Country. I fell in love with watching Big Country play uh, basketball for Oklahoma State on television that basketball season. So I picked Oklahoma State to go all the way. They didn't win it all, but the fact that they went to the Final Four claimed me uh, the bracket that year. I still remember all the details. How pathetic is that? (laughs) Well, I so I didn't really understand how it worked the first time I did it, and I had the final four, right? All the teams I'd picked made it to the final four, and I still lost. So, and I, I couldn't figure that out. Nobody else really did as well at the final four than, you know, they just. Something about the accumulated points along the way. Yeah. Because um, they were kind of laughing at me like, you weren't even close. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What? You guys didn't get this far. So I, I, I don't know how it really worked. I still to this day don't really know. The other uh, thing that goes hand in hand this time of year, aside from the basketball tournament, is. At least the theory was for years that dudes get in line to get a vasectomy. So the idea is you you get snipped. You can't do much for a handful of days. So why not, you know, get snipped now. You sit on a bag of frozen peas and do nothing but watch basketball for five, six days or even longer, depending on how you recover from such a thing. Um, Vasectomies. There's already a lot of stories going around about uh, guys signing up. Uh, If you're signing up for a vasectomy uh, in order to watch this year's basketball tournament, 
let us know. 651-989-9393. That's our text machine. Uh, and uh, make sure you add the, the name of the member of this radio program that you'd like the message to be sent to. When we've discussed vasectomies before on this program, Josh, I think it's one of the subjects where, wow, you get wildly different stories about the experience. You're not kidding. Yeah, some people say it's easy, and other people say, I'm still feeling the effects 10 years later. Yeah. They're miserable. Yeah. So if you're signing up this year, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Supposedly, vasectomies are becoming easier and easier on guys. But then again, right as I've said that, I'm guessing there's a guy texting in saying it was brutal and it's still brutal. It's just a weird thing. Like I said, it all depends on how you're built. Chronic scrotal pain is a problem in the story in front of me uh, that goes along with the vasectomy. They must mean testicle, right? Well, it says here scrotal. It's a medical term. And it's the most common complication guys experience after they have a vasectomy. But a new study found it's not so common after all. Experts thought that up to 5% of men ended up with some degree of chronic scrotal pain. But a study found it's actually much lower than that. So like I said, according to what I read, vasectomies are becoming easier and easier on dudes. I guess as medical technology gets better and better. But... We get such differing stories on it when when guys text in about it. So I looked up chronic scrotal pain, and it's kind of <laughs> includes everything. Scrotum in, uh, you know, outside in, it looks like. Oh, so there you go. There is, you should know, roughly a 1 in 200 chance that your vasectomy won't take and you'll have to do it again. I know oh. one person that had that happen. That would suck. They, that beat, would be they beat the system. <laughs> <laughs> Their seed was so powerful they had to do it twice. Next thing you know, brand new baby. Yeah. Because this guy, he's the one that told me, he's like, well, I got to clear the cannon 50 times afterwards so they can test me to make sure it worked. And then they're like, well, no, we're not getting what we want. Maybe some more cannon cleaning is uh, clearing is what you need. More and more and more, and then eventually they he's, said, we got to redo this thing. Oh. He, he's over there whacking it like a ninth grader. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they tested him again, and it still it still didn't kick yeah, in. Yeah, it didn't kick in. So they had to carve him up again. They did. Son of a bitch. He died on the operating table oh, the second time. Oh, my time. gosh. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of something else. That was a movie. Sorry. <laughs> so let us know if you're dialed in. For the snippy snip, this March Madness, 651-989-9393. Or, again, we'd love your takes on the good and the bad. It, it truly is very interesting. Um, I have a, a buddy that I played beer league hockey with for 20 years. And if I'm not mistaken, he made it. We used to play on Sundays at Augsburg Ice Arena. Augsburg Ice Arena for decades we played in that league. And I think he got his vasectomy on an effing Thursday, and he was playing hockey with us on Sunday. Yeah. Have, full, full bore, too. Full bore. A friend of mine did it maybe two years ago, and he was one of the easy ones. Where It, it was like a day or two later, he's back to work. It was I don't even think it, maybe it was even like he, he got it on a Friday, and he was back Monday, and, and in between he was doing whatever he wanted around the house. Right. It was no big deal and at all. And then there's others who say they had to sit in a cold tub for a month because <laughs> of the... The, the buddy of mine who went from vasectomy to playing on, of course, the second line on our beer. I was on the first line. He's 
Uh, <laughs> Glad you stuck that in. <laughs> he was the buddy of mine who had the zero count keg party. Oh, awesome. Mm, That's that funny. Great night. You know who he didn't tell, though? Uh, he didn't tell his girlfriend. <laughs> and she was not happy when she found out at the zero count keg party that he had... She had plans maybe that yeah. they would they yeah, would Yeah, I can't be doing that. <laughs> what are we drinking to? Yeah. <laughs> We're all sitting around this fire with a keg of beer talking zero count this and zero count that. And she says, What are we talking about here? And he goes, Yeah, I had a vasectomy a couple days ago. She oh. was not happy. She had plans to maybe make babies with this idiot. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's it's a pretty mixed uh, pardon the pun, but bag here. Most people say it was pretty easy. That uh, everything worked fine and there was no big deal. Yeah. By the work, I mean the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was another? Oh, somebody's saying, hey, can you knock it off? I got one coming up here. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, you know who might have a, uh, a take on this topic would be our doctor friend, Dr. James Parnell, otherwise known as Dr. P. Jesus, will join the show at 830 this morning. So Maybe he's had one. He's a slut. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if he's had one of those. Yeah, it's possible. I'm looking forward to asking him. Uh, we may talk vasectomies with Dr. P, but if you're listening right now and you have a question about your health, uh, he might be able to lend you his professional opinion. That uh, I mentioned, uh, yeah, around 8.30, maybe we'll try to sneak him in a little sooner than that. And as we were saying earlier, I'm sure Randy Shaver and uh, Brad Ryder will have plenty to say at 7.30 about hockey hoops. And the passing of Bud Grant. Like I said, a great man, a great story. Old Bud, he did all right. Thanks for joining us. We'll come back here in a minute on the Half-Assed Morning Show. Half-Assed Morning Show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. CJ Ham for standard heating and air conditioning. When I'm on the field, I can take anything. But at home with my family, we like everything to be comfortable. That's why I trust the pros at Standard. They've been keeping Minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years. Say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year. Instantly save $1,000 on a new ductless condenser plus an additional $500 off every mini split cassette. Go to standardheating.com for details now. Half-assed morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Stupid news on the half-assed morning show. Oh, I think we got some good stuff for the stupid news. First, we were talking vasectomies a few minutes ago here on the half-assed morning show. It's that time of year where a lot of dudes get their balls cracked open. And then they can just rest and recover and 
and uh, watch college basketball all day, sitting on a bag of frozen broccoli. You know who does not want a vasectomy, Cubby? Who that? Does not. Uh, he doesn't want one now, doesn't want one during any basketball tournament. SWMN Bricklayer Jesus. No plans for a snip snip, he says. And he's got 11 children. Oh, Whoa, wow. wow. He was busy. Okay. Do you even pull out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy? Got 11 of them. Because you know what's going to happen is someday you're going to be gone, SWMN Jesus or Bricklayer. And then we're, they, they, those kids are going to be our problem. <laughs> We'll happily raise him for you. All right, here's the deal as we dive into the stupid news. A couple out there in England, they were bumping, by God. Back and forth, back and forth, bumping. You know, the first time I heard someone use the word bump to describe sex, it was a very funny moment. Maybe you had to be there. We were college-age dudes, and one of my buddies brought this girl to a keg party introduced her as his girlfriend and she was a real pain in the ass just unfriendly and just uh, did not hit it off with the rest of us and we were young guys we didn't give a rat's ass she walks out of the room and one of us said to this buddy man your new girlfriend's kind of a pain in the ass and he said yeah but she likes to bump (laughs) (laughs) i'd never heard that before it about sent me into the next room i was laughing so this couple in England, they by God, they were getting it on for so long and so rough and so loud in their hotel room on Valentine's Day that the cops had to show up. And now they're out 1200 bucks for causing all that trouble. You'd think you'd give them a pass on Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be annoying if you're, you have an adjoining room and they're, quote, bumping really loud (laughs) yeah i'd give them a pass on valentine's day well let's find out how bad it was uh these folks they have very english sounding names if you ask me the dude's name is jamie boltby (laughs) jamie boltby and his lady kaylee hursthouse very english they woke every damn buddy up at the hotel and this is just my guess. My guess is that's exactly what they were trying to do. My guess is these two are the, hey, everybody, we're having sex type mm-hmm. of a couple. Trying to put on a show. Yeah. They woke everybody up at a hotel called the Moreland's Isaac Walton Hotel in Staffordshire, England. Woke everybody up with their obnoxious, and again, I'm guessing, intentionally loud folding three guests had to be moved to new rooms because of the noise hotel staff was forced to call the police after they ignored repeated warnings to quiet the hell down so what about that cubby they were warned many times yeah it's pretty annoying i mean if you're spending you know money to stay there and they're not listening to the warnings that'd be pretty frustrating they appeared in i still think i'd give them more warnings than i would on a different night on valentine's day yeah okay They uh, ended up in court a few days ago where they both pled guilty to criminal damage. They agreed to pay $600 in compensation to hotel guests who had to be relocated to different rooms, as well as additional costs for a damaged door 
Oh, maybe they made their own glory hole. <laughs> That's relatively easy to do. Well, although if there's only two of you in the room, there isn't much mystery as to who's on the other side. But, but. you might not know what you're finding on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? What you're coming in contact with? Yeah. Yeah. Which road you're traveling? Mm-hmm. The story says when the cops popped by the hotel, they were drunk. At least it says the gal was. According to the story, the dude has 33 previous convictions for 65 prior offenses. It says here he's an alcoholic. Hell, I don't know. They regret what they've done. Maybe they were just two troubled people. I don't know. Ooh. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're like, quiet down. You got to keep it down. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know I'm loud in bed. Oh, so somebody said that to you? I've been told to quiet down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 were you, what, were you, what were you referencing? Well, like if uh, I, I meant like you with uh, another person, oh. you were telling the other person to. Oh, no. I've always been the loudest. Oh, yuck. <laughs> so gross. What are you talking about, yuck? That's hot stuff. Uh, I was watching on Netflix. There's a, a movie that's pretty popular right now called, I think it's called This Is Where I Leave You, Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. And... um. There, there's a, a couple. These siblings are all they're back in the house mourning the loss of their father, right? All these siblings are staying with mom, and they're sitting shiva for seven days. Sitting and what? Shiva. It's a Jewish tradition. To kind of be together. Yeah, to okay. be together and to mourn the loss of the patriarch of the family. Sure. Right? And so uh, one of the couples has a kid, and they leave the baby monitor on by accident, and there's another couple that's trying to conceive. You know, oh. They're going through that, and it's tough on them. And so they have to go when she's ready, okay. right? It's just, it's timed out. We got to go. And so they're upstairs doing it, and they've got, they forgot the baby monitors on, right? So everybody can hear it. And the whole time, he's like, shh, shut up. I'm trying to get her to quiet down, because <laughs> even without that, she was super loud. Some of the stuff, I can't say some of the stuff she was saying, but it was pretty good. Yeah, you know this one already, Josh. I'm sorry to do this to you. I know it grosses you out, but on the topic of my loud uh, lovemaking, uh, I was seeing a gal for a, a stretch of time, and I think like the sixth or seventh time we got together and had sex. Uh, as I was uh, loading up for my finish, <laughs> she put her hand over my mouth. Oh, <laughs> She reached up and put. <laughs> She's tired of hearing it. You guys know what it sounds like. We play the audio on the show all yeah, the we time. Do. I don't like to hear that. <laughs> That's me. That's gross. <laughs> Well, so I got I got you after me now too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you gross. Stupid news update. Once in a while we get an update. Remember that threesome that went sideways I was telling you about last week? That's that was uh, tough to forget with the cinder block and the fighting and all that kind of stuff. One dode, two women's, it turned violent. Dude went ahead and threw a cinder block through one of the gal's car windows. I have some more details on that disaster. 
A great idea gone bad. A threesome that, that didn't pan out. I'll give you the setup here to refresh your memory or for those of you who missed the story from last week. And the new details, the new details are a lot of fun. <clears throat> so, according to arrest reports, this threesome happened last week at a house in the Florida Keys. Steven Lopez, 31 years old, and Angela Vasquez, 20 years old. They told police they were in a, quote, open relationship and had invited a gal by the name of Della Draper over to have sexual intercourse with them. Stephen, his lady Angela, and now they throw this Della Draper into the mix. Stephen said he met Draper while driving for a taxi service, and he invited her over to help him fold his lady. The couple told the cops that while the three of them were having sex, Draper, the side piece, became extremely disrespectful, so they told her to leave. Now, according to the side piece, again, her name is Draper, she became upset when the couple, Lopez and Vasquez, quote, tried to dominate her sexually. Not sure what that means. She did admit to police that she told Stephen he had a, quote, little penis. <laughs> and she also admitted that she told his lady, Angela, that she had a, quote, stank vagina. Aw, that's mean. <laughs> I've never said that to anybody. No, I you but now I can't wait. <laughs> yes, so... That's when the physical confrontation ensued, when she dumped those insults on him. Draper, the, th the side piece, she alleged that she was punched, had her hair pulled, and was thrown outside. She says when she drove away from the home, a cinder block was thrown through the rear car of her, pardon me, the rear window of her car. She then got out of her car, and she swung a closed fist at Angela. <laughs> The one with the alleged stank vagina. <laughs> she swung it. She missed. And then stank Angela. Pop, pop Punched her smooth in the face. Angela don't miss. Mm-mm. Damn, what a night. So the couple, Stephen and Angela, are facing all kinds of charges from this adventure. Miss Draper, the third wheel, Della Draper, a mother of two, by the way, she was not charged with anything connected to this deal. But... And here's the brand new info for you. She was arrested yesterday for felony aggravated battery for allegedly bashing another sexual partner in his face with a glass vase partially filled with gravel and rocks. Oh. Papa! Right across his mug. <laughs> this attack allegedly happened last week in a threesome gone bad. <sighs> She's back at it again. She signed up for another three-way, and this one turned into a brawl just like the last one. No that, more for her. Within a week? That's crazy. I'd be excited just to be a part of one in a lifetime. <laughs> but two in a week? Mm. She's very desirable sex sexually. She is. She ain't got one of those stank vaginas. No. <laughs> Now, the dude who got hit in the lips with a vase filled with rocks and gravel, 
was her baby mama. So she signed up for a, some kind of three-way. Baby daddy? Oh, what did I say? Baby mama. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, that wouldn't make any sense. The dude that she bashed in the lips was her baby daddy. So she hooked up with him and apparently another woman, and it, it went to hell. <laughs> uh, who could have predicted that? Dude's face got all cut up, but I bet he was smiling a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And we ain't done yet. I mean, I got to say, she's DTF. So you might want to have her at your threesome, but things end poorly when she's around. <laughs> so far, the, the track record would reflect that, yes. It turns out this Della Draper, apparently the most dangerous three-way partner in Florida, has been in trouble many times, including allegations of battery on a law enforcement officer, possession of drug paraphernalia, tampering with evidence, and resisting arrest. This all comes from one night. You know, she's been in trouble before, and she piled up all of those charges in one night. When she got in trouble for the battery on the cop, a drug, uh, the drugs, the tampering with evidence, the resisting arrest I was just telling you about, when she got in trouble for that, she was arrested and put in the back of the squad car with a friend of hers. They were both cuffed, she and a girlfriend of hers. For the record, uh, Della Draper was only wearing a bikini when they were, she and her friend were thrown in the back of the cop car. While she and her friend were being driven to jail, they, quote, began engaging in romantic acts in the back of the uh, the police cruiser. Dang, she's horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cops said that Draper, whose hands were cuffed in front of her, was fondling and kissing her girlfriend. The cop stopped the car. And then he handcuffed Draper with her hands behind her back. And this is where everything pays off here. He handcuffed her with her hands behind her back. She then reportedly pulled the rear of her bathing suit bottoms to one side and asked the cop, Do you want to see my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're a cop. Yes. How do you answer that question? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd pass as well. Yeah, I... I mean, maybe I'd be honest and say, you know, kind of, but I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would... Let's say I'm off-duty. Yeah, and she asked you off-duty. Yes! <laughs> yes, I do. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she something? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely... Uh, it's interesting. You never know what's going to happen with her. If you're looking for something like that. Personally, I'd avoid it, but if you're looking for some, you know, a good time, sounds like she's the lady to call. Pulled her little bikini bottoms to the side. Do you, do you want to see... Uh... Sir? Sir? Can't believe she told the other woman that she had a stank vagina. I know. <laughs> this is rude. <laughs> Especially coming from her. That's just hurtful. <laughs> I, I wonder if she really did have a, one of those. I bet she didn't have one of those. Maybe she was just trying to hurt her feelings. Well, you got a clean house down there now and again. you know. Like what, monthly? Or how often do you do that? Every couple of months? Uh, like, you know, every day. Every day? Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We've talked custom license plates up and down on this program. Custom plates, personalized license plates, whatever you like. 
in general, I, I, I don't really get it. It's kind of odd to me that people feel the need to make some kind of personal statement through their license plates, you know. Well, now that I have my personalized license plates, uh, now complete strangers driving along with me will know that I love to uh, lift weights or something, you know. Uh, the farthest I ever thought of going was just like getting one of those cool plates, like with the loon on it or the deer. Oh, well, that's completely different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I've purchased something similar to that before. <sighs> now I have an identity. Complete strangers know that I like to lift weights in my free... It says right here on my uh, L-U-V, the number two B-N-C-H. Loves to bench. That's what it... <laughs> Here's a little funny issue from Maine, the state of Maine-ski. A dude whose custom license plates can turn... Can turn isn't a word. A dude whose custom license plates contains the word tofu is just one of the folks in Maine caught up in a state crackdown on vulgar plates. In case you didn't know how this all works, car owners can pay an extra fee to customize license plates to show their creativity and personality, but it causes problems for state officials who have to decide what's acceptable or not. For several years, Maine allowed people to put just about any combination of letters and numbers on their plates, including words and phrases that other states would normally ban. But the state decided to change that. In this year, they recalled 274 license plates deemed inappropriate. Some people are not happy with this. They've appealed the recall. So far, the state has rejected all of the appeals, including one brought by a a vegan dude who I was telling you about whose license plate ref references tofu. So the license plate is L-U-V. Oh, like I was saying about how I love to bench. Uh, the license plate is L-U-V-T-O-F-U. <laughs> yeah, love tofu. Some see love tofu, others love to f you. Yeah, yeah. The vegan dude insists there's nothing sexual about his plates. He said he also has several tofu-related stickers on his car. You know, so <laughs> he really likes tofu. He, this guy effing love. <laughs> so he says, "This ain't about banging, uh, more or less. This is about this is about awful tasting health food." Uh, he says, "It's my protest against eating meat and animal products." Oh. He he had a hearing with the main bureau of motor vehicles. Jesus, what a waste of time. Uh, he says he's given up though. He's done fighting. He's just going to get some regular random plates. He'll go back to annoying people about his food choices through good old-fashioned face-to-face conversation, I would assume. He seems like one of those people that wants you to know he's vegan and has dietary restrictions. Are you yeah. just guessing that by his uh, license plate? And multiple stickers? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're deciding that he wants you to know he eats tofu uh -huh. and he's vegetarian? Pretty solid evidence right there. Yeah, yeah. you cracked the case. <laughs> I did, look at me. <laughs> the story says back a few years ago, like I was telling you, there were no rules for what you could or couldn't put on a license plate. Things got straight up nasty there in Maine. F-words and the whole works. But they're cracking down. And the vegan dude who really loves tofu and feels the need for fellow drivers to know that about him, he got caught up in the whole thing. 
The Secretary of State in Maine, an individual named Shenna Bellows, said motorists have the freedom to express themselves, but she said they should do it with bumper stickers and not a state-issued license plate. Most motorists have relinquished their objectionable license plates without a fight. Most of them have said, ah, fine, I'll get a regular set of plates. But there are some who are a little pissy about it. Never, never had any. Never really thought to get, you know, some license license plates no. that were customized. No. I saw one the other day where it had one brand of car written on the license plate, and they were driving a different brand of car. Oh, really? That's yeah. weird. Huh. I'm trying to figure that one out. They're trying to be ironic. Maybe they're like manifesting that it'll happen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Put it out in the world. Mm. It'll come true. I worked with a dude up in St. Cloud who drove around some little garbage pail Datsun. And on the on the back window, he had a big sticker that said Mustang. <laughs> okay, I've seen that on the back of a Ford Fusion, a big on the window. You're yeah, right? yeah, well, yeah, a huge not, window not a, sticker. Not a bumper sticker, a massive window sticker. Yeah, I'm assuming this person was being funny, or maybe they have a Mustang that they just take out every once in a I while. I never got to know this dude very well, but we worked for a brief period of time together in in St. Cloud, and I always got a kick of uh, kick out of seeing him put up. Into the parking lot at the where we work together, just with this rattle trap Dotson, and then the back window Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about CrossFit. Jesus says, as a meat eater, I'm more offended by the tofu explanation than the sex one. That bothers him more. <laughs> I'm not a tofu guy. I tried it a couple times and wasn't much of a fan. Have you guys ever had it? It's got a weird oh, texture yeah. to it. Never tried it. No, Wears me out when I look at it. What's so. that? What's that other stuff that you? you I think you like, Josh. Um, Mock duck? No. Oh, forget it. I just Bondage? remember. <laughs> it's a one of these wacky health foods. I saw someone eating it in quesadilla form. Uh, Maybe it was tofu. Kale. Forget about it. Yeah. Anyway, it was a dude that I used to drink and party with, like a some bitch. Fast forward, I hadn't seen him in five years. I ended up hip to hip with him at the bar, and he was eating quesadilla made out of this wacky health food. And it just shocked me because this guy was just a straight-up animal when we were young, and now he was having this reasonable... Someone will come up with it. At the old Dirty Bird, the tofu burgers were the worst-smelling thing. Oh, it just smelled like a fart. Oh, tofu oh. burger. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know they made tofu burgers. Yeah, they're called Boca burgers. Yeah, they're tofu. Oh, that's tofu? Yep. I've heard of the Boca burgers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was tofu. I got it. Hummus. Oh, yeah, I love hummus. <laughs> the dude was eating hummus quesadillas, and I came real close to hitting him in the mouth for that. Only because I knew the guy. I'm not going to go swinging at strangers. <laughs> Ah, Cubby. So the... you, you've had it and you don't like it, huh? Or uh, have you not had hummus? Yeah, I had a little bit of it once and I thought it just, it was like I was eating smashed up nothing. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> the bond between father and son, huh, Cubby? There's nothing quite like it, is there? That's right. I mean, there are exceptions, like for, for instance, if the dad is a no-show, deadbeat, selfish ass that was never around, or the son is a derelict, low-life, ungrateful, dishonest prick. But for some, father and son bonding can be very special. You know, Josh, when I was your age, my dad shared a beer with me, and I thought it was about the best thing in the world. What movie? Vacation. <laughs> 
Now, here's an activity that I would bet, an activity that I would bet most fathers and sons have never experienced, and that is when a father attempts to rob his own son at knife point. This happened to not. I, I didn't have that relationship with my dad, nor do I have it with my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this happened in a place called Glasgow, Scotland. A masked man attempted to rob a teenager at knife point and was unaware that it was his son. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang it. Is that you, Dad? <laughs> the old man is 45 years old. Last November, he disguised himself with a scarf and hung around the neighborhood ATM waiting for somebody to rob. And here comes his 17-year-old kid. The kid noticed that there was some derelict with a scarf lurking around, but he went ahead to the cash machine to haul out some monies, and that's when he felt something against the left side of his face. A large kitchen knife was being pressed up against his cheek. The scarf-wearing robber pinned the kid up against the wall by the neck. He heard the thief say, give me the money now. And the young kid instantly recognized his father from his voice and his eyes. And the kid said, are you serious? Do you know who I am? <laughs> the attacker said, I don't care. Give me your... The kid then pulled the scarf off of his dad's face and said, what are you doing? <laughs> and what are you doing with mom's kitchen knife? <laughs> <laughs> and aren't you supposed to be at work? <laughs> the dad said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm desperate. The kid ran off. He told his family what happened. They called the cops. Dad was arrested back at the house. <laughs> we got a quote here from the old man. He said, I didn't know it was him at the cash machine. I done it. I will do the time for it. And when this whole mess went to court, dad's defense attorney said, quote, his mother, brother, and son are all extremely angry at him. I can see that. Yeah, I bet they are. It looks like old dad of the year is going to sit in the pen for a little over two years for this. Ah, man. All right, one more real quick. You got to wonder where the stupid news would be without... Lame brain bungholes like this effing guy. <laughs> this stupid idiot. Burglar. He left his birth certificate and his prison ID cards at the scene of his crimes. You so know what it's like. Back always check. carrying your birth certificate around. <laughs> yeah, you go. you never know that? when you're going to need it. You never know when you're going to need True. it. True. That didn't even cross my <laughs> mind. He goes by the name of Terry Lewis. Oh, like the famous music producers, uh, Josh. Oh, uh, yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Those two dudes, oh, they produced all those great Janet Jackson records. She said she looked like Janet Jackson. She looked more like Freddie Jackson. What movie, Wobble? Friday. Friday. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about that, you know what terrific song Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam produced that most folks don't know about, Josh? What's that? Remember that song that went... I'm only human. I didn't know they produced that. Flesh and blood, a man. Love 105 was just playing that song the other day. Human League. And then later on in the song, the female in the band is like, I was human too. I banged some dude on the side while you were on tour, you smart-ass bastard. <laughs> I also can be human. I'm only human. All right, back to this guy. What were we talking about? 
this dumbass burglar, Terry Lewis. He liked to rob churches. <laughs> That's cold. Robbing churches. But he made it easy for police. He left behind his... Unbelievable. Over the, the course of his crimes, he left behind his birth certificate, DNA, footprints, prison ID cards, <laughs> every effing thing. Wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't me. He's going away for a year. Sports. On the 93X Half-Assed Morning Show. Don't push and shove. I think he's the best coach the Vikings ever had, or probably even in the NFL. But is Minnesota. You know, when people think of Bud, it's not just the Vikings, it's that look, it's that handsome man, it's that stoic face, it's that determination. He understood that he was a symbol not only of football and the Vikings, he was a symbol of Minnesota grit. He's the most unusual, remarkable human being that I've ever known. Every practice, I would stand next to him when I wasn't performing. I wanted to hear everything he said. Everything he said made sense. People gravitated to Bud. I mean... He's Bud. When his best friend, the sports journalist Sid Hartman, passed away in 2020, Chad Hartman says, Bud was determined to get out of the car, tears coming down his eyes, telling my father how much he loved him. Somewhere today, I envision those two back together again and sharing great stories. You always want to be thrilled when you get something and not disappointed when you miss. And it makes hunting that much more pleasurable. I'm always thrilled when I hit something. I've been fortunate in my life to not have those tough times. I mean, I can sit and uh, reminisce and have memories, and they're all good. Yes, everybody loved Bud Grant, and we're going to cover his passing when Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder join us in about a half an hour. He was a treasure here in the state of Minnesota, to say the least, and we're sorry to hear of him passing over the weekend. We'll get into that, certainly, when the boys join us. Real quick, Pigs lost in overtime last night in Glendale, Arizona. They played the Coyotes, don't you know? Lost to the Coyotes in overtime, but they still have a a point streak going. Uh, 10-0-3 in their last 13 games, something along those lines. They're still cooking along quite nicely, even without the Russian kid. we got so much more to cover. High school hockey, college hockey, you know, the Golden Gopher men and women are uh, still playing. The NCAA basketball tournament is ready to roll. The Wolves play tonight. And we'll also talk about Bud Grant in about a half an hour. Josh's news is coming up next. Half-assed morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. CJ Ham for standard heating and air conditioning. When I'm on the field, I can take anything. But at home with my family, we like everything to be comfortable. That's why I trust the pros at Standard. They've been keeping Minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years. Say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year. Instantly save $1,000 on a new ductless condenser plus an additional $500 off every mini split cassette. Go to standardheating.com for details now. Half-assed morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. 
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Half-assed morning show. 93X. Bud Graham will always be stoic. You know you could trust whatever he said. And he wasn't going to change what he said. He'll take what you give him and take it to a whole different level. And that's why Bud was able to get guys to play above their talent level. And their commitment was a little bit above. If you could do one thing and do it great, he keep you, but you better do that great thing great all the time. As we've mentioned a few times this morning, Bud Grant, the Stoic Hall of Fame coach who took the Vikings to four Super Bowls in only eight years, died Saturday at the age of 95. The Vikings announced Grant's death on social media. We, like all Vikings and NFL fans, are shocked and saddened by this terrible news, the Post read. Grant, born Harry Peter Grant Jr. in Superior, Wisconsin in 1927, was given the nickname Bud by his mother. After overcoming a bout with polio as a child and becoming a three-sport uh, high school athlete, he went on to play football, basketball, and baseball at the University of Minnesota, becoming a nine-time letterman drafted by the NBA and the NFL, eventually earning a spot coaching in the NFL, of course. Outside one of the uh, one-year hiatus in 1984, he guided the Vikings from 1967 to 85, retired eighth on the NFL's all-time victory list. However, he had little interest in accolades. The only reason I can see for a head coach getting credit for something good is that he gets so much blame when something goes bad, Grant once said. The whole secret is to not react to either the good or the bad, he said. Looking forward to hearing Randy Shaver and Brad Reuter's thoughts on Bud coming up in just a little bit. I'm sure those guys will have a lot to say. Oh, absolutely. The battle over where a new FBI headquarters will be built could be decided by a basketball game. Huh. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin and Maryland Governor Wes Moore came up with a fun way to settle the matter. On Thursday, Governor Moore tweeted a clip of him shooting a basketball at Capital One Arena before the Wizards played the Hawks. Moore made the shot and then addressed, or added the cap, caption, Glenn Youngkin, let's go, one-on-one, -on -one, with the winner getting the FBI headquarters. Governor Youngkin responded to Moore with a, within the hour. Game on, he tweeted, with a clip of him making what appeared to be a three-pointer. As for who has the edge, Youngkin played four years at Rice University between 1985 and 1989 and stands six foot seven. Moore was considered a star wide receiver during his time at John Hopkins University and was honored by the Maryland College Football Hall of Fame. God, we got a couple of athletes here. Yeah. Uh, if officially approved, the winner will walk away with a brand new FBI building. <laughs> That's awesome. Not sure they're going to allow that, but pretty funny that they're talking about doing it. One of the dudes hit a three, huh? Yeah. Well, and the other guy was just inside the free throw, you know, line, so uh, he one-upped him All right. after watching that video. There you go. A man accused of walking down the street naked in Florida told police he's from a different planet. Mm. The ordeal began when a restaurant employee called police Wednesday to say a naked man had just walked past the restaurant in view of a number of customers. When police arrived, bystanders quickly pointed out 44-year-old Jason Smith to officers. He told police he didn't know where he left his clothes and refused to give his name or date of birth. They took him to police headquarters for questioning, where they said he continued to refuse to give his name. 
According to the arrest report, Smith told police he resided on a different Earth. A different Earth? Yeah. It's going to be tough to figure out where he's from then, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> a truck driver passing through Arizona said his dash cam appears to have caught what looks like a ghost. William Church said he was driving near Phoenix when uh, about 2.30 a.m. March 11th when he passed by a transparent figure standing on the side of the road. He described that figure as a ghost. This happened, uh, uh, again, at about 2.30 in the morning. Nobody was on the road. It looked to him like you can see the road lines through the legs making the figure. That stretch of road has seen its fair share of deadly car crashes as it's one of Arizona's main highways to get to and from mountain communities. You can see that video on 93x.com. What do you think? It's a little creepy. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, it's not a ghost. But. No. No. <laughs> I mean, if I, if, I'd, if I saw that, I'd, I'd be scared. Yeah, I'd be a little freaked out. Yeah. Uh, most people are saying it's a, uh, not a camera trick, but just something's going on with the camera there. Yeah. But, you know, judge for yourself. Two people in Alabama are facing multiple charges after stealing a fire hydrant. <laughs> Officers received a call shortly before 5.30 a.m. Thursday about people stealing a fire hydrant in front of Regions Bank. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know what I would do with a fire hydrant, but, you know. Why would you dig it out of the ground, you know what I'm like? Well, I don't know why you would do that. Sex play. <laughs> Responding officers noticed the suspect vehicle and conducted a traffic stop. They found the fire hydrant in the truck along with drugs. They arrested 43-year-old Keith Haley and 39-year-old Carla Fry. Officials estimate the cost to replace the fire hydrant will be at least $1,500. Yeah, I think they're going to bang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just looking for uh, some cool home decor. I don't know. A Georgia Elementary School employee of the year is out of a job after officials say she was found to be drunk in the classroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't do that. No, no not around the kids. And no matter how good of a teacher you are, Jean Warnkin is accused of having a reusable plastic cup with a lid and straw full of alcohol in a classroom. <laughs> oh, She's drinking out of a sippy cup. Basically. Even her last name sounds drunk. Warnkin? Yeah, Warnkin. it does. What's your last Warnkin. name? Warnkin. Uh, this happened at Davis <laughs> Elementary. Police say she was drinking with students in the class. Cobb County Schools issued a statement Thursday saying that Warnkin is no longer employed with the district. They just sent an email saying that there was an investigation going on, but didn't mention exactly what it was. Obviously concerning because if she's under the influence, she's probably not doing a great job with the class. According to a tweet by the school, <laughs> Warnkin was named William Milton Davis Elementary School's 2020-2021 Classified Employee of the Year. Parents said the arrest is shocking because she's a highly respected school employee. Highly respected. She was listed as a computer lab instructor on the elementary school's website. In her defense, I would need a big cup of booze to get me to teach a group of elementary school kids. Yeah. I would, I would yep. need I would need hard street drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure. When you say she was drinking with the kids, do you mean she was giving the kids hooch too? No, in front of the kids. Oh. Yeah, in the classroom. <laughs> you want a little tasty taste? <laughs> you want some of my uh, happy juice? So yeah, drinking with students in the class. Sure. A school bus driver in West Virginia with 50 kids on board downed six beers before nearly crashing because he said he had a lot on his mind. Oh. 33-year-old Casey Dodrill, who admitted to drinking six beers that day, was charged with DUI after an incident reported Wednesday. State police said a teacher's aide was on the bus with Dodrill as he made his daily rounds taking children home from Richwood High School. 
and an elementary school nearby. The complaint said the teacher's aide saw Dodrill nearly cause a crash, run off the road, and almost didn't recover. State police said he admitted he'd been drinking that day, and then he failed all three standard field sobriety tests. Yeah, I was in shock. I was like, why would a bus driver put all those kids in danger like that? I mean, what was he thinking? According to the complaint, the driver's blood alcohol level was .118. Court records said he cursed repeatedly and then said he drove drunk because he had a lot on his mind. Another school employee was reportedly placed on administrative leave for knowing the school bus driver was allegedly drunk and not doing anything about it. I whacked down a six-pack, huh? Sounds that way, yeah. A 35-year-old man is suspected of stealing a municipal snowplow days after a blizzard in Southern California. Jonathan Hernandez allegedly broke into a secure area at the city hall and drove off in the plow. It was outfitted with a GPS, and when deputies tracked it down, they found him inside the vehicle. No details were available on why he allegedly committed that crime. I bet if you steal a snowplow in California, they notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they got crazy snow in that uh, part of the state where he was at. Uh, more than 100 inches in some places after a few storms in a row. Oh, wow. I've always heard they just, just they only have like two, three of those damn things sitting around just because they... They don't deal with yeah, that. Yeah, I bet here. you're right. A New Hampshire state representative seen on video berating a plow driver is now facing criminal charges. The driver recorded Representative Jerry Greeson shouting and swearing at him in a loud tirade about how he was clearing snow March 4th. Started to get out of the truck and he got right up to my face and started yelling a little bit more and I jumped back in the truck and got my phone. Don't put it in my driveway. You don't put it in my driveway. Get your hands off me. Push it over there. Out of the road. My God. Over there. Yeah, he's angry. Paul Manson, <laughs> the snowplow driver behind the camera, said Greason stepped in front of the truck and refused to move while he was clearing the road. Manson said he was uh, relieved and happy to hear about Greason's arrest. Mind blowing to me. It took me a few days to actually settle down and figure out exactly what had happened. He should be held accountable for his actions, just like uh, we are as normal everyday citizens. Manson first contacted police last Saturday following the incident. I was trying to do my job. I was mortified in just having somebody treat me like that, Manson said. That's no way that state representative is going to uh, treat anybody. If he treats me that way, how's he treating anybody else is how I think about that. Damn. Police said the lawmaker is due in court in May. Sounds like the lawmaker's lucky he didn't get punched in the yap. Yeah, I forget. Mm -hmm. Did I send that to you, Ashley? No. Um, I should have. Yes. <laughs> this guy uh, absolutely enraged. He's I one think of those... he's got a little uh, short man's disease, too. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, one of those. One of those, you're doing it all wrong, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it happens in Canada, too. Even with the famously friendly Canadians, they're not immune to snowplow raids. The Canadians are starting trouble? I guess. A 32-year-old man was charged with assault following an altercation with a snowplow driver in Canada last week. One of two reported altercations between residents and plow operators in Toronto. At around 9.30 p.m., police were called after a snowplow driver and a homeowner were reportedly involved in an altercation. A pile of snow blocked the male's driveway, causing him to become upset and ultimately assaulting the snowplow driver, police said. <laughs> the suspect allegedly attempted to pull the operator out of his vehicle. The individual actually opened the door of our plow operator's truck and was basically pulling at his pant leg to pull him out of the unit, a representative for the city said. He wanted to scrap right now. He did. Turns out... There was a second altercation between a resident and a snowplow driver that same day. 
The city rep said another individual didn't want his street cleared and he got into it with the plow operator. The same kind of thing happened where he opened the door, he said. In this case, however, the man didn't touch the operator. The two had a verbal altercation before the driver slammed the door on him. At that point, the enraged man went over to a different city employee who was there monitoring traffic. He got into the worker's face and started yelling. The city rep said this was the first time he's seen incidents escalate like this in his 10 years working with the city. It's been a hell of a winter. He said due to these types of altercations becoming more frequent, some of his senior plow operators have even come to prefer the night shift over the day shift because of how people are going crazy this winter. I mean, not that I'd... Not that I'd fear fighting a plow driver. They're not necessarily very tough people, Wapple said. <laughs> Wapple, you just go for it sometimes. As of yesterday, the 2022-2023 uh, Twin City snowfall season became the eighth snowiest on record. The metro has measured more than 80 inches since October, and according to the National Weather Service, more could be on the way. To break into the top five snowiest seasons, the Twin Cities would need at least 3.4 more inches, which the National Weather Service could come later this week or by the end of the month. The Metro's number one snowiest winter in the past century and a half was the 1983-84 season with 98.6 inches, and that record wasn't broken until April 30th. 83-84. I remember it well. Tell you what, Covey, if we get into the top five, if it keeps snowing, and we get into the top five all-time snow totals. I'll, uh, I'll finally give you what you want. I'll give you that kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we make it? We break the record, and it's the number one. Done. We'll have that baby you always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> put a baby in me. Mm-hmm. I'll put a baby in you. A Chicago man has filed a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, saying the restaurant chain is charging too much for its boneless wings, which are basically nuggets and not made from the actual wing of a chicken, he said. Well, here we go. Dana, this has been your platform for years. <laughs> yeah, are I you do not. join this suit? I might as well. I, I got a I, couple I, texts today from people wondering if you're going to be a part of this. Can't believe this guy didn't call me. According to court documents, the suit contends the boneless wings are not actually part of a chicken wing, but instead slices of chicken breast meat, deep fried like wings. Wait till this guy hears about the. <laughs> 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 <be> furious. Yeah. <laughs> there's no buffalo in buffalo sauce. Right. This clear cut case of false advertising should not be permitted, as consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name and receive what they are promised, the lawsuit stated. Yeah, Just, nobody had any idea until this guy brought it no, up. Yeah, what no. a genius. The man who filed the claim said he purchased the boneless wings in January, but after learning what they're made of, he said he regretted that decision. Just go home, make your own wings. <laughs> yeah, thoughts and prayers, my man. Quit, and prayers. Yeah, quit bothering everybody. <laughs> David Draymond of Disturbed is 50 today. Mm. Disturbed, of course, part of the 93X Twin City Takeover, along with Falling in Reverse, Beartooth, and Dorothy. And just in time for David Draymond's birthday, got a little special for you today. This morning, beginning at 10 a.m., a four-pack of 93X Twin City Takeover tickets, just $109.30 with the code TAKEOVER while supplies last. I hear you. Our condolences to Cargasm Jesus and his wife this morning as their uh, her grandmother passed away last night. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I was sorry to hear that. Been a rough morning, obviously, for the family, so our thoughts are with you guys today. Happy birthday to Fun Size Jesus. 
Train Tech Jesus and the boys said they hope this Monday is the least Monday Monday that she could possibly have. Happy birthday to you. It would be nice if this Monday wasn't so Monday, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a little less Monday than a usual Monday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Josh at the city of North St. Paul. A shout out to Whoa Jack from Hutchinson. And that's 93X News. Care 11's Randy Shaver. Put that ass. Put that ass. Put that ass. On the half assed morning show. You gotta remember that this is entertainment. You know, it's not history. History, you know, has other things that uh, retain it, but, you know, this is entertainment. That's all it is. It's not life or death, you know, at, at the t- time it is, and for the people involved it is, but basically it's just, it's entertainment. And, uh, you know, we go to a, a good, entertain anything entertaining, you don't retain much. There's not many residuals to entertainment. You're entertained, but you're, you, next day you go to work. Hello and good morning, Randy Shaver and Brad Ryder. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I wasn't sure if you were going to be back, Brad, because last week you had some kind of a procedure. How you feeling, son? Well, no, I, I didn't have the procedure. I had an appointment to see if I needed a procedure, but I'm fine. An appointment to see if you needed a procedure. So you don't need one? Yep. Not yet, no. Oh, I think good. you should go ahead and get the oh, procedure. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Botox, you no. should do it. If it's Botox, <laughs> right. Or if, it's if it's a facelift, I would do it. Oh, yeah. oh. Tommy talk, yeah, yeah, you should do it. Sign up for it. You, you just saw my handsome face Thursday night, and you were blown away. Uh, yeah. Where where did we see Brad Ryder's handsome face? Randy and I were both at Bob Hagen's retirement party. Well, Randy talked about that on Friday. Oh. And he mentioned you. Well, that's good. See, you guys don't hate each other all the time. <laughs> no. Only on no. Friday mornings. No, I've been having some trouble with... Um, with my sinus the old, stuff, uh, so I went to the old ENT Friday morning, and they said I was okay for now, but it's something to keep an eye on. Sinus problems. Yeah, yeah. the worst. God. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, boys, on this sad Monday where we are mourning the passing of Bud Grant. God dang it, we lost Bud. Yep. And we've been talking about him on and off this morning and waiting to hear uh, you fellas give your thoughts on the man. I mean... I felt the world stop spinning for a brief moment. We lost one of our greatest citizens at 95 years old. Great coach, more importantly, a great person. Uh, We were lucky to have him in town for all these years. I kind of had a bad feeling when he wasn't there Thursday night. I don't know about you, Randy, and I, I did, talked. To, you know what's funny? I didn't, Brad, because I, I, I talked, talked to, to I talked to a couple people Thursday night, and they were privately saying things weren't all that great. But oh well, I talked to Mike briefly before he actually spoke. Mike his Grant, his son, and yeah. you know, he just said, "Look, he's just he's just not feeling well." And it's really funny, Brad, because the week before that. Um, Bud had agreed to sign four footballs for me for my charity, and I dropped them off at his house. Mike happened to be there with his uh, sisters. They were having a family meeting. Bud had fallen, and uh, they were trying to decide some things about Bud's situation. Um, And Mike at that time said, you know what? The guy's 95. He's doing pretty well for 95. I mean, the guy is stubborn as hell. (laughs) You know, uh, just, um, you know, he he just is sharp as a tack. 
um, just physically frustrated because he can't do some of the things that he wants to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, boy, he had some great ball clubs in the 70s. He did. After he retired from coaching for the second time, for those of you who remember the Les yep. Steckel uh, debacle. I was here for the second time. After he walked away from coaching, what I think endeared him to so many people was just after coaching, he became just another Minnesotan. And I think that was a big reason why we all loved him even more. He was just one of us. Yep. He blended into the community. He remained in the same home that he bought way back in the 60s, and he had the garage sales, and, and he, he just was uh, he was just your average guy. He wasn't living high up on a hill and trying to avoid people because he was a somebody. He was just Bud. He was just another guy uh, down the street. And, and, you know, and what a great athlete, too, when he was young. You know, forget about coaching for a minute. This was an all-time great athlete. One hell of a story. Very few people can say they have a similar story to Bud Grant's. Well, Bud Grant came down from Superior, Wisconsin to the University of Minnesota. He played football for the Gophers. He was a star athlete. Um, He left the U to play basketball for the Minneapolis Lakers Mm -hmm. in 1949. Started with basketball. What's that? He started with basketball. As right, uh, he he first went uh, to play for the Lakers before he went to play football. Correct? No, that's uh, no. He went no. play for the Gophers first. He went to the Gophers. Well, no, in no, 19th, no. I, I'm talking about after college. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes, that's correct. Yes, he, he went to play for the Lakers. Yes, and played for the Lakers for a couple of years, and then ended up, and that's where his passion for coaching started. Um, and then, you know, got into coaching at that point, and. The rest is history. I mean, had all that success up in Canada, and then in 1967, hired by the Vikings to be their head coach, and didn't take him long to turn that football team into a perennial winner in the NFC. Nine letters in three sports as a college athlete. Dang. Yeah. How many guys can? How many guys or gals can say that? And, you know, speaking of, you know, how he started his professional athletic career as a basketball player, I remember being a young kid and learning about the Minneapolis Lakers and seeing pictures of their championship teams. And Bud was on, I believe, one, if not more, of the Lakers championship teams when they were in Minneapolis. I remember as a young kid, I think, pointing pointing at the picture and asking my dad, what's Bud Grant doing in this picture? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that he started out as a basketball player. That stuff really yeah. fascinates me. I mean, we all know that the man was a terrific coach and a great leader, but when you, when you, sometimes people forget what an outstanding young athlete he was. Then he goes to Winnipeg, becomes like the man in Canadian. They got a statue of the guy in Winnipeg. <laughs> a statue. But uh, it's a terrible loss, you know. It is. 95 it, it, years old, but still it's, it, it, it hurts, and, and we will is, miss him, and we were lucky to have him. He is, I, and I said this on, on Saturday night, he is, I believe, the most recognizable sports figure ever in Minnesota. Uh, sit here and think about all of the incredible athletes who have come through here, coaches, Mm-hmm. People that have made an impact in the community that have lived here, 
I just think that Bud is number one. And I think when you think of the Vikings, he is to me and probably always will be for me, the face of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, there's no question. Think, when you think of Vikings football, he... There's no and, argument. And, and, and rightly so, I think he is. So, Is this correct? Um, a listener says... Bud is the only guy ever to play both in the NBA and NFL. I wouldn't. That's something I. I well, he I, didn't play in the NFL. I don't yeah, think. he did. With the Eagles, yeah. right? Oh, he played for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. you're right. Okay. Is he the only person to ever accomplish that? I don't know. I haven't heard that in before. the NBA and the NFL. Yes. I'm not sure. I, I do know that he's the. I, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say I know. I'm fairly certain he's the only guy that's in the Canadian and NFL Hall of Fame. That is correct. But is he the only person to play in both the NBA and the NFL? I take your word for it. Now, we were talking about this earlier in 2015 when he took the field at 30 below with a T-shirt on <laughs> for the Vikings he, and Sea Ducks game. 88 at the time. 88 at the time. Yeah. Um, Vikings and Sea Ducks in that brutally cold NFC playoff game. There he comes out with the. Golf shirt, Vikings golf shirt, T-shirt, yeah. whatever you want to call it, looking like it ain't no thing. Yep, I'll never forget that. I uh, I did a I had an obit story that ran on Saturday. I don't know if you saw it, but part of that obit was the discussion between Mike and Bud on the drive down to TCF. Uh, they're in the car going to the game, and Bud turns to Mike, his son, and says, "You know, I think I'm going to walk on the field without a coat." And, of course, it's like seven below, eight below zero. Wind chill, and, 25, 26 yeah, below. Was, yeah. It was incredibly cold that day against Seattle. And Mike recalls looking at Bud and going, you know the crowd's going to go crazy if you do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think Bud was just looking for that reaction, something to get the fans fired up and he, make a statement and that's exactly what he did and he, if you remember he's he was hunched over at the time mm -hmm. so it looked almost painful as he walked out there mm -hmm. but man he had that look of determination walking to midfield surrounded by viking players as he's walking out in a polo shirt <laughs> in, in 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 like seven below uh, temperatures. Mm -hmm. It was it was an amazing moment, was it not? It I mean, memorable, I think, very memorable. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Yep, a lot of people will recount that um, since Bud's passed. And you know that was the image of his teams. Yes, from that never. from his day, no heaters on the bench. That's I don't give correct. a rat's ass how cold it is. We're going to practice outside. No. We're going to be tougher than any other team in the league. And it's a That's shame correct. when when they put a lid on the old Metrodome. I think you know, that mystique went away. And that, that, I always thought that was a terrible shame that we moved indoors. I still don't like indoor. But Bud gave off a hell of a vibe that day. Yep. What a life he led, man. And you know, you're you're not even touching on the avid outdoorsman that he was. I mean, he was an avid hunter, he mm -hmm. was a conservationist. Um there were a lot of things, there were a lot of layers of Bud that um people don't know. He was an immense trickster. Uh, his favorite day was April Fool's Day. <laughs> Cute. He would play so many pranks on people, especially at Winter Park when he was the coach. Um, the, the employees, Viking employees knew on, on April Fool's Day to make sure that you 
were had your wits about you because Bud was going to play a trick on you mm -hmm. in one way or another. Hide a fake mouse in your desk or something <laughs> funny uh, that only Bud could pull off. So a lot of layers to Bud. Listeners are texted in saying, don't forget that he played baseball. Yes, Bud was also a baseball player in college, and I think he played some town ball. I don't know where the hell he found the time to do that, but I know yeah. he played some town ball. Okay, here's a listener that says... Bud Grant and Otto Graham are the only two guys to play in the NBA and NFL. Otto Graham played in the NBA? I had no I, idea. I had no idea. That's according to Mediocre Machinist Jesus. Um, and there was one more in here. Oh, oh, uh, good question. Isn't Warren Moon in both the NFL and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Good question. Someone looked that up. Has Warren Moon already gone into the NFL Hall of Fame? I don't know. I didn't think he was in. Okay. But. Well, that's what a listener has thrown my way. We can find that out. Warren Moon was absolutely unstoppable in the Canadian Football League and had a pretty decent career here in the NFL, too. So maybe one, if, if he's not already in there, maybe one day yeah. he will be. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame 2006. Well, then Warren Moon's got to be in the Canadian Football yeah. Hall of Fame as well. Maybe Bud would be the only coach. I don't know, but... If there if there's listeners out there who have not read Patrick Royce's column about Bud, Jerry Burns, and Sid, if you if you have any interest in those three guys, you need to read the column by by Patrick because okay. it really is a great piece about the relationship between three totally different guys mm -hmm. who you know, found common ground between the three of them. And all three of them characters in their own right. You know, when Bud tells the story, his grandparents dropped him off at the University of Minnesota in 1946 at Cook Hall. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. It just dropped him off. Mm -hmm. and, the, and as he's walking into Cook Hall, the first person he meets is Sid Hartman. And that's how their relationship began. And Bud says one of the only reasons why he had a relationship with Sid right away is that Sid had a car. That was, <laughs> it. That was it. And Sid was working at the time. He had just started. He was at the Star Trib. Sid was probably about 24, 25 at the time. And so and Sid had money. And so um, Sid bought Bud Grant. A lot of a lot of meals along the way, but that's how their relationship began. Interesting. And then, of course, Jerry Burns, who coached uh, with Forrest Evashevsky at Iowa. Um, Burns or uh, Sid and Burns became really good friends, and it, just the three of them together were were quite the uh, the three amigos for sure. I bet they had some laughs. I oh bet you Jerry gosh. did the most swearing of the three of them. <laughs> Sid wouldn't be too far behind him. Pro Painter Jesus says that uh, Bud Grant and his grandfather went to different schools together. Um, I'm going to miss Bud Grant's garage sales, says a listener. Those were famous. He yes. uh, ended up with six kids, 19 grandkids, 13 great-grandkids. Bud Grant. His wife Amazing. died a number of years ago. He, yeah. had, a, he had a girlfriend um, yep. that survives him. Yep. And uh, this is going to be tough for me to read, uh, but... This is a statement from Fran Tarkington on Bud Grant. He said, if you couldn't play for Bud, you couldn't play at all. Yep. He's the greatest leader of men I've ever worked with. 
He taught me more about life than anybody I've ever known with the exception of my father. He has more common sense than anybody I've ever worked with and an amazing human being. Yep. Fran yep. said that. Now, um, Bud died over the weekend, and so did a player um, that yes. that beat Bud Grant's Vikings in Super Bowl Four, and a great, great player. Otis Taylor. Otis Taylor. Yes. It's the, it's the iconic touchdown pass on the, uh, was it the out and go? I that, don't remember the specifics. That Len Dawson threw to yes, him. Yes, yes. That beat him. I think the I think it was on an out pattern that he caught. The, the Viking defender tried to make a play, missed it, mm-hmm. and Taylor was gone down the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Otis yeah. Taylor died at 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, all-time great Kansas City Chief. I believe he is still the top receiver in Chiefs history as far as receiving yards go. He might be. He was overtaken by a couple of tight ends. Tony Gonzalez and that clown uh, Travis, whatever, Kelsey, Kelsey, whatever his first name is. Yes. But as far as wide receivers go, after all these years, Otis Taylor's still the top receiver in Chiefs history. He died over the weekend at 80 years old. Yeah. But I, I remember very vividly the footage oh, of, yeah. uh, of that touchdown. Yep. Anybody want a ticket to this? Uh, what do I have in front of me here? Karen Rogers is going to be the guest speaker at a psychedelic science oh, conference. Oh, my God. No, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't even get oh. through it. Oh, you know what? That'd be fun to just go to laugh the whole time. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I hope uh, they stream it. I want to watch his speech. <laughs> that would be a fun high, <laughs> just watching him talk. Sorry if I didn't get it out because I couldn't do it. <laughs> Karen Rogers is going to be a guest speaker at a psychedelic science conference. I still can't do it. (laughs) All right, so uh, this happened Friday right before we went off the air. The Vikings released Adam Thielen. I know there's a lot of feelings and emotions in town over the the release of Adam Thielen. I'm sad. I like him. I don't think he was. I like it. It sucks because I wanted him to stay in Minnesota forever. Well, he's not going to leave town. Yeah, I know, but I wanted him to play for Minnesota. No, he's going to go play for the Packers. No. (laughs) That would be kind of funny. I could see Or wherever Aaron Rodgers ends up. Yep, he may end up playing where Aaron Rodgers ends up. They're good friends. Yes, they are. I mean, are they you know, bros? I, Those guys are bros? Yeah, they yes, are. Oh, they that's are. disappointing. He's got a front row seat to the psychedelic conference. Yeah. Are you, you serious? Those guys are friends? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it yes, wouldn't surprise are. me if Aaron Rodgers ends up in New York if he ends up there, too. That's disappointing to hear. Ah, that is a well, there you go. <laughs> ah, get out of here, here, then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Take a walk, then. <laughs> <laughs> and they also released, the Vikings released a cornerback by the name of Cam Dantzler, and this was uh, called surprising. I don't know if uh, you would agree or disagree with that i think it's just another move to get under the cap i yeah. you know i think they're going to draft a cornerback that's my prediction in one of the first couple of picks so they probably felt like this is a move they could make i mean they're trying to figure out zadarius smith and and harrison smith those two guys are two guys that either they're going to restructure or release before wednesday so fair enough Carolina Panthers made a trade with the Chicago Bears for the number one overall pick in this year's NFL drafty draft. Huge. Huge deal. I think the Bears got the best end of the deal. That's my prediction. So here's the deal. The Carolina Panthers had the number nine pick coming into the draft. 
but they traded that to the Bears, yeah. and the Bears also get a second-round pick this year, a first-round pick in 2024, a second round, at the, and then a, star, and, a receiver by the name of D.J. Moore. Yes. And the Panthers are expected to use the pick to acquire what they hope is their future franchise quarterback. Right. Or the Panthers could figure out who that is and maybe trade down a slot or two All right. and keep the guy that they want, but then pick up extra draft capital. So there's a lot of things that Carolina could do with that number one pick, just like how Chicago did. I also think because Jalen Carter got into legal issues, the, the kid from Georgia, the defensive lineman, who was the consensus number one pick before all this quarterback co- uh, conversation, that the Bears were serious about bypassing a trade to maybe take. Once he got in legal trouble and his, his stock started to fall, I think the Bears probably felt, you know what, we can make this pick and still get a guy that's going to help us. And they got quite a bit in return. I mean, they got a lot in return, actually. Hell so. of a deal. This is kind of funny. Back to Bud Grant. We got all kinds of people texting in on Bud Grant with Bud Grant stories and uh, wishing his family well and Bud Grant memories. Here's a, a listener who says he knows a lady who ran into Bud Grant at the grocery store, and she asked Bud what was the thing he missed the most about pro football, and Bud said, going to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that all right, real Bud. quick, real quick, because it's kind of fun to hear these names. So the Carolina Panthers became the 13th team in NFL history to trade for the number one overall pick ahead of the draft. All right? Here are the previous 12, just because it's kind of fun to uh, hear the names. And, how I, I, you know, in the article, there was great detail as to how successful the trade was or not, and I don't care to get into that. But um, just me saying some of these names out loud, you know whether it worked out or not. Sure. Uh, in 1995, the Cincinnati Bengals acquired the number one pick from Carolina, and they picked Kijana Carter. <laughs> yeah, the running back. <laughs> How'd that, how'd that work out? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, in 1990, the Indianapolis Colts got the number one pick from Atlanta, and they took yeah. Jeff George, mm. yes. one of the greatest. I love watching Jeff George play quarterback. 2016, the Rams got the number one pick from Tennessee, and they took Jared Goff. Yep. He's done fairly well for himself. Mm-hmm. He certainly has. In 1975, Atlanta got the number one pick from Baltimore, and they picked the Polish Rifle. Anybody? Steve Bartowski. Steve Bartowski. Bartowski. In uh, 1984, New England traded for the number one pick with Tampa Bay, and they got Irving Fryer. Great receiver out of what university? Nebraska. That's right, Randy Shaver. In 1974, Dallas got the number one pick from Houston, and they picked Ed Too Tall Jones. Wow. 1967, Baltimore traded for the number one pick with New Orleans, and they got Bubba Smith, who went on to star as Spare Tire Dixon on the television show Married with Children. <laughs> Remember the episode where uh, Al Bundy ran into his old high school football rival Spare Tire Dixon, played by Bubba <laughs> Smith? Nobody? No, I don't remember that one. So in the episode, you know, Al Bundy's miserable with his wife, and he runs into his rival from high school who played for a different school, Spare Tire Dixon. And, you know, the the story was that I think 
Uh, Al scored five touchdowns in one high school football game. I think the story was he would have scored his sixth, but spare tire Dixon stopped him on the goal line. Now, Al argues that he crossed the plane. Spare tire Dixon all the years later says, no, 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 I stopped you. So they have a rematch in the high school hallway. <laughs> Where it, spare tire Dixon is like a guard at the high school, the security, nobody. It's a very funny moment. So they lock horns, you know, at, you know, 40 years old, reliving their high school glory. And in order to try to uh, repel spare tire Dixon, Al shows him a picture of his wife. And spare tire Dixon reels in disgust. Spare tire Dixon pulls the same trick on Al. He shows Al a picture of his wife. And Al is disgusted. Al, you had to be there. Married with children fans know what I'm talking about. The, the guy, uh, Jefferson, is it Darcy? Yes. Yeah. Wildly hilarious. Yeah. He's on a new show called Shrinking on Apple TV Plus, and every scene he's it's in. so funny. Oh, it's a great show. Love it's one of my show. favorite great shows. show. <laughs> He steals every scene he's in, and he's, he's not in you, it very much. You have to watch that show. I'll try it. It is Nick, so it good. it is so funny. Because Jefferson so funny. Darcy on Married with Children was lights out oh, funny. And, and he is on Shrinking. I believe it, because he's that damn good. What's his Ooh. name again? Uh, Ted, uh, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Oh, man. Hey, let me throw a, uh, a Bubba Smith. It's not another trivia question, is it? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just saying Bubba oh. Smith. Yes. Played for Michigan State. Aww. He was part of the class that. Oh yeah. Began integrating uh, bl uh, blacks into college football. Right. So Bubba Smith was the first pick in '67, as you said. His teammate Clint Jones, drafted by the Vikings, uh, in 1967, mm -hmm. with the second pick. Mm -hmm. His teammate George Webster from Michigan State, drafted number five that year by Houston. And the great Gene Washington, the wide receiver yeah. for the Vikings, drafted number eight. All four of those guys played at one time at Michigan State and integrated. This is before uh, blacks were allowed to play college football in the South. Now think about this. This is like 1967, 65, 66, 67. Mm -hmm. and, this is, and when Michigan State won the national title, that's when colleges, universities across the South began, after that, began recruiting their own black athletes because a lot of those, like Gene Washington, left Alabama to come play in the North because they weren't allowed to play in the South. Right. So Bubba Smith, was, and Bubba Smith really uh, honestly was the reason why Gene Washington went to Michigan State. Because of Bubba Smith. I remember you covering that. He had a special story on that a while back. Yep. I went to I went to high school with Gene Washington's kids. All right, back to these number one picks that were traded. Um, in 1991, Dallas got the number one pick from New England, and they uh, drafted Russell Maryland. Oh, huh. gosh, great defensive lineman from, uh, I think, from Maryland, wasn't he? University of Miami. Miami. He, he could okay. have originally been from Maryland, but uh, he played for the University of Miami. Uh, Atlanta in 2001 got the number one pick from San Diego, and they uh, they uh, went ahead and picked Michael Vick. Mm. In 1968, the Minnesota Vikings got the number one pick from the New York Giants. Who did they pick? Randy Shaver, Brad Ryder, Dana, Ashley, Wapple, Josh. Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> no. No. 1968. But Fran was, Fran was part of the deal. Um, your name mm. again is Brad Ryder. Yeah. Big offensive lineman, one of the greatest Ron the Vikings Yeri. ever had. Ron Yeri. Yeah. The Giants got Fran, and then Fran came back. 
1997, the New York Jets traded the number one pick to St. Louis. They went with Orlando Pace. Yep. Big giant off. And then finally, 1978, Tampa Bay said, we don't want the number one pick. They traded it to the Houston Oilers. And the Houston Oilers selected Earl Campbell. Wow. Bet you Tampa Bay kicked themselves after that. <laughs> I'll bet. Randy, I got my bracket. Oh, good for you. Randy, I got my NCAA basketball bracket. Okay. Brad. You got it, you Brad. Got it filled out? No, I haven't even really looked at oh. it. The top seeds. <laughs> he just got the bracket. I got the bracket. The top seeds are Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Yes. And um, I just. How's anybody going to stop Purdue? They got that 7'4 dude. He's the size of a house. How's anybody going to beat Purdue? I don't think Purdue is going to make it to the final. They can't stop that big dude. No one can stop that dude. I'm picking I've, Purdue. I've watched Texas play a little bit this year. I like uh, Texas. Yep. The way, well, they, the way they've beaten Kansas a couple of times, they just yep. destroyed them the other night. The, they, the way they play defense and get after it, that's, that's it, my pick. Is Marcus Carr still on that yeah. team? He is, and he's yeah. a star player for yep. I wouldn't know Jack Squad about any team outside of the Big Ten. I only watch the Big Ten, so I don't know Jack about, right. but I just don't. That, that, that Zach Eady dude is such a monster. We'll see. Uh, uh, North Carolina didn't make the tournament, which is wow. always a story. Then if, they turned down the NIT. They did. And I guess they're too cool for that, to go to the NIT. Uh, it says here, they're the first team to miss the NCAA tournament after being ranked number one in preseason. First time oh. that's ever happened. They were ranked number one to start really? the season. Really? Wow. wow. That's what I'm reading here. Huh. North Carolina! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about that uh, high school hockey tournament from over the weekend because there was some pretty good stuff. Mata Midai won the Class A Boys High School Hockey Championship in double overtime over yeah, War Road. Awesome. 6-5. Mm-hmm. They were down 3-1. They were down 4-2. They were down 5-3. They kept coming back. Just amazing. War Road had gone 29-0-1 this season. They hadn't lost a game. Wow. But yet Mata Midai got the flipping win. For the first time in state tournament, as the coach used to say, history in the first uh, for the first time in state tournament history, a player from each team scored a hat trick in a state championship game. Kid for War Road got a hat trick in that title game. Kid for Matamida got a hat trick. The only other time two hat tricks were recorded in a boys hockey state championship game, the two who got the Hatties played for the same team. Oh, oh wow. Evelith beat War Road in 1948. Evelith had two guys on the team who uh, picked up the hat trick, but in this case, it was a player from each team. Minnetonka beat Adina for the Class AA title. I can't say that I, I paid much attention to this one, but there you go, Skippers. And I was this close to gathering up a group of buddies to go paint that anchor. <laughs> <laughs> they still doing that? I don't know. I'm not recommending... Uh, Vandalizing. Vandalism. Vandalism. Yep. Vandal- yep. I'm not recommending vandalism, but it was a thing when I was a young guy that if you, if we, being Wyzetta guys, if we beat Minnetonka in a big game, we would go over to their high school and paint the anchor blue and gold, our <laughs> school. And there's actually kind of an embarrassing, <laughs> funny, embarrassing story. I think it was when I was a senior in high school. We beat Minnetonka in their homecoming game. 
and then a bunch of my classmates, the football players, gathered together and went over and painted the anchor blue and gold to kind of make our mark. Suckers, we beat you in your, you know, at your stadium. And they got pulled aside in school the next week. Somebody must have snitched on them. They got pulled aside, you know, eight, ten football players, and the, our principal is saying, now the anchor got painted over the weekend, and someone told me it was you, fellas. All of them kept a completely straight face denying it, and then one of them started to cry. Oh, <laughs> no. And they, were, and they were busted, and they had to go back to Tonka and, and repaint the anchor, whatever the original. And then, well, you know, all the other guys were mad at the guy for crying. How come you cracked, man? We were that close to getting away with it. Couldn't help, but he started crying. Some kids from a rival's high school, when I went to school, they spray-painted our field the night before a game. Like wow. our football field. Spray painted the whole field? Not the whole field, oh. but they, they wrote like Egan High School or something on, on our field. And our coaches, turned, they turned into motivation. You know, like, hey, look what they did. They had to face our field. They think they could come make yeah. their mark hey, on uh, our kids from Egan would never house. do that. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Little spray paint on the field. Motivated you guys to victory? Yeah, we curb stomped them. Dude, it was a curb stomp. Golden Gopher women's hockey is now in the Frozen Four. They beat UMD over the weekend. Now they're going to play Wisco. And that's Friday. The ladies' Frozen Four. Up there in Duluth, the Windy City. So the other two clubs will be uh, Ohio State and Northeastern. The championship game will be Sunday. Maybe we'll see the uh, Golden Gopher ladies in the title game. The Dudes beat Michigan State as part of the Big Ten tournament. And now, it's ridiculous, they wait another week. and then they. <laughs> so Friday night they play Michigan in the Big Ten tournament championship game. And Michigan is very, very good. But so are the Golden Gophers. That ought to be a, I mean, I bet you that'll be an all-timer type game on Friday with those two teams going at it. Pigs lost in overtime last night in Glendale, Arizona. They lost in overtime. But they uh, kept their point streak alive. They're 10-0-3 in their last 13 games, Randy Shaver, Brad Ryder. Yeah, and their schedule is conducive for them to have some success here. They, only, they get Boston on Saturday. But other than that, they won't see a stretch of any playoff teams until the end of the month. So they get St. Louis, they get Washington, they get Philadelphia and Chicago in that mix. They will see Boston and New Jersey, but they've got a chance to continue this thing before they hit a streak of about, uh, looks like five games where they play playoff teams, all five in a row. So. 15 games left, I believe. And 14. I think 14. Oh, right, 15. 15. Yep. I think I was looking at it. I think they're the only team in the NHL who is unbeaten in their last 10 games. So I hear you. Playing well. Uh, what do we got going on now? They go to St. Louis Wednesday night. St. Louis. Yep. Ryan Reeves got the Gordie Howe hat trick last night. <laughs> A lot of folks touched themselves over that kind of thing. <laughs> he got the Gordie Howe hat trick. Speaking of the Boston Bruins, over the weekend, they beat the Detroit Red Wings, got their 50th win of the season. They're the fastest team to win 50 games in NHL history. They only needed 64 games to win 50 Amazing. effing games. Amazing. So they're probably going to win that President's Trophy. Not that that means a hell of a lot in the NHL. It really doesn't. It, it really never has. Been a while. I mean, the last President's Trophy winner that won the Stanley Cup was the Blackhawks 11 years ago. So, you know, having the best. Tampa Bay, I believe, had the best record in the NHL a couple years ago. Got Lost swept the in the first, first round. Yeah. Right. I think they got swept. 
yeah. by Columbus, who every time I hear Columbus Blue Jackets, I have to re-remember that they're actually an NHL franchise. <laughs> Hockey hotbed. Oh, it is. That Saturday afternoon game will be fun, though, with the Bruins in town. Well, yeah. That'll be a fun game for Wild fans. What else is going on here real quick? If you're a baseball fan, you got to see the cold-blooded revenge a home plate umpire got on a player who was complaining about balls and strikes at the plate. Is this a college game? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that was awful. This umpire called strike three on a kid on a ball that was three feet off the plate. <laughs> One, two, coming. That's down. Oh! Wow! He got rung up on ball two, and the game is over. Oh, my goodness. That is horrific. Well, the privateers win the game, a game they looked like they were going to win anyway, but that is just awful. Oh, my gosh. Reggie Drummer just wanted to go home. The privateers are a winner. Seven to three, your final score. But that was just horrific, ladies and gentlemen. So the umpire, the umpire's been suspended. You got to see this video. The University of New Orleans and Mississippi Valley State are playing a college ball game, and there's a, a dude up for Mississippi Valley State by the name of Devon Mims. It was a one and one count, two outs, ninth inning. I mean, the game oh, like he like, just went crazy on that call. Yeah, showed him up. Strike yeah. strike two was questionable, and this Mims guy was very animated about it. Showing up the umpire, some might say. He was very animated how he didn't think the call to strike two was a strike. So the umpire said, oh, all right, you want to be a prick about it? The next pitch, the next pitch it, it is three feet outside, and the ump says, strike three, I'm going home. Yeah. That's hilariously not even close. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Just over it. Yeah, oh, my damn. The umpire said, I've had enough. Yep. Yep. Now he's been suspended. Well, he probably said, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> no, he, and the player tried to confront the umpire. He never stopped walking. He just walked right through. Yep. <laughs> he just said, forget it. I'm done. Right to his locker. I'm going for a beer. See you guys later. That video is up on 93x.com. Oh, that's fun. Appreciate it. That's, that's, that's wonderful. The World Baseball Classic. I haven't really tuned in too much. But I talked to some buddies at the bar yesterday who said it's really good stuff. So I'm going to give it a shot here. There was really a really cool moment. The Czech Republic played Japan. Shohei Otani on the Japanese side. What, the greatest hitter in the effing world maybe right now. And a Czech Republic pitcher who is not a professional. He is an electrician. He does not play baseball professionally. <laughs> struck Shohei out on three effing pitches. None of the pitches were faster than 79 miles per hour. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you saved that baseball. And the, the bench went mental. The dugout for the Czech Republic went mental. That was great. That's cool. Did Shohei even smile? or I didn't see his reaction. Didn't see his reaction. That's funny. Saw that Korea beat uh, China this morning with the old 22-2 to two score. Oh, oh my gosh. Jeez. How? <laughs> well, you know, there was a game yesterday on television. Canada was playing um, Great Britain. <laughs> and it was the third or fourth inning, and Canada had 16 runs on the board. Yeah, come on. <laughs> right, we covered this last week. Tiger Woods is currently single. He went through a messy breakup. We talked a little bit about this. His ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, is suing him for $30 million. She claims he locked her out of the house that they shared after he broke up with. It does sound kind of scummy. 
Woods tricked her into thinking they were going on vacation. <laughs> and when she got to the airport, agents that work for Tiger Woods told her he had locked her out of the house. Don't go back. <laughs> it all sounds very sleazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if see it's, the problem. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth $30 million, but it sounds kind of sleazy. So, you can now bet on who Tiger will date next. Oh, God. <laughs> bet online, Randy? If you've gone there and spent your hard-earned money? Uh, not on that, I won't. <laughs> According to Bet Online. You going to parlay that with some college basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you got, well, for those who don't know, for those who don't, Randy and Brad, you haven't seen this article? I'm no. Not. You want to guess who's the odds-on favorite to be Tiger Tiger Woods' next girlfriend? I, I haven't seen it. I'm going to just going to take a shot in the dark. Danica Patrick. She is not in the top six. Okay. But that's a she's good. She's on the guess. list, though. No, 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 no. no. All okay. I have in front of me is the top six, and I don't. Okay. So I don't know if she factors in beyond number. Randy Shaver. I have no idea. She's also newly single. Oh, Giselle. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, really? oh my God, yeah, I saw that little conspiracy theory. Really? Tom Brady's ex-old lady, Giselle Bundchen, is the wow. favorite. Wow. That'd be fun. I'd, I'd like to see him date that Paige Spearnack or whatever her name is. Oh, right. well, you just want to see more She's of her. Well, of course. Here we go. We're going from best odds down the line. Best odds, Giselle Bundchen. Next on the list, Kim Kardashian. No, followed no. by Josh's mother. Followed by Shakira. Followed by Jada Pinkett Smith. (laughs) And then Paige Spereniniak. Oh, she is on the list. Where does the Shakira come from? She's newly single, too. Oh. Thought maybe they were secret buddies. You guys ever seen her bottom? Yeah. 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 She can shake that thing. An 18-year-old kid won the Xfinity NASCAR race over the weekend. That's awesome. He's still in high school. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Still in high school. And he's not even the youngest to ever win a damn NASCAR race. Things have changed in NASCAR over the last 15-some-odd years. How do you go back to school after that? Right? (laughs) A a hero? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't think he's going to have trouble lining up a prom date. Sammy Smith is the name he goes by. 18 years old, still in high school. Won the uh, the JV race on Saturday. Fourth youngest driver to win an Xfinity Series race. This was at Phoenix. He had Kyle Busch and Ryan Truex on his ass. That That's intimidating. Ain't nothing new for this kid. He's been racing for two years already. Started racing when he was 14. The only drivers younger than Smith to win on the Xfinity Series are Joey Logano. And they're all very close. This kid, this kid, uh, 18 years, 9 months, 7 days. Joey Logano won a race when he was 18 years, 21 days. You see where mm-hmm. I'm going with that? Yeah. Chase Elliott was 18 years old, plus this and that. Ty Gibbs, Josh's mother, won a race when she was 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that they started racing before he was legally allowed to have a driver's license. Man. So there you go. Some sad news this morning, as you probably saw, Felton Spencer passed away. No. The former Timberwolves uh, center, first-round pick in 1990. I had no idea. He died at the age of 55. What Uh, He died yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Felton Spencer. No cause of death listed. Oh, no. 
Felton Spencer was the this was the Timberwolves' second draft. The mm-hmm. first draft they took Pooh Richardson in the first round shocked the world when they did that. Damn. Then they had the sixth pick in 1990. And um, it's, again, this was a surprise. There wasn't a lot of people that thought they would take Felton Spencer, but they did. Wasn't he out of Louisville? He was out of Louisville, yep. big, mm. uh, great center. And Willie Burton was chosen three picks later <sighs> oh. by the Miami Heat with the ninth pick in that draft. But, you know, you look at the rest of the players that were taken in that draft, and I'm just looking at that 1990 draft right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. He probably was the when you look back now, probably the best player they could have taken at that point because a lot of the guys after him never really made a name for themselves. Give me a handful of them. In, in the NBA. Uh, well, um, you know, Lionel Simmons, Ramil Robinson, Ramil Robinson, University Hill, of Michigan, Tyrone Hill. Uh, I don't Alec remember. Kessler, yeah. Lloyd Lo- Vaught played for Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Dave Jamerson. I mean, there just wasn't huh. a, a superstar player. Remember, the Wolves had two picks that year. They took Gerald Glass. I remember Gerald. Pick. Sure. Was he so, UNLV? He was uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. So Felton, anyway. Felton Spencer, jersey number 50, Gerald Glass 23. Yeah. You can look that up. That's that's very sad. I know. I had no idea. Yeah, Felton Spencer passed Ah, away. for Christ's sake. Young guy yet? What? 52? 55. 55. Son of. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. But thank you for the information, Randy Shaver. So, ah, man. All right. Well, we got to get going because we got uh, Doctor P coming up. Uh, Brad Ryder, uh, go get that procedure. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't or need any it. procedure you want. <laughs> sure. Go get some yeah. kind of a procedure. Right. Okay. And Randy Shaver will talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks very much. The Wolves, by the way, play at Atlanta tonight, uh, 630 on BSN. Coming up next, uh, if you have a, a question about your health, by damn, our text number is 651-989-9393. Dr. P. Jesus is next up on the Half-Assed Morning Show. Half-Assed Morning Show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. CJ Ham for standard heating and air conditioning. When I'm on the field, I can take anything. But at home with my family, we like everything to be comfortable. That's why I trust the pros at Standard. They've been keeping Minnesotans like me comfortable for over 90 years. Say goodbye to old man winter and hello to the biggest spring saving sale of the year. Instantly save $1,000 on a new ductless condenser plus an additional $500 off every mini split cassette. Go to standardheating.com for details now. Half-assed morning show. They're loud. They lose control. They do their little circus act. They're a nuisance. 93X. Grace here, customer service rep at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Our customers are our top priority, whether that's providing same-day service or solving a cooling issue for that addition on your home. Ashley, tell our listeners about this month's AC specials. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Half-Assed Morning Show.
93X. Yeah, Dr. Dr. P. Jesus, it is in studio as we carry on this morning on the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. If you have something on your mind regarding your health, text us 651-989-9393. Begin your message with Dr. P. That will be very helpful. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. How you doing, man? Doing well. Good to be here. It's vasectomy madness. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what they're doing for the like the March Madness this year? Vasectomy instead of yeah, it basketball? It seems like every year they talk about it. No, they're still going to have basketball. But it does seem like every year they talk about this being big for vasectomies because you're sitting on the couch watching TV and whatnot. Why not? <laughs> Home vasectomy, that is. That's going to be a thing in the future, I bet. You think you could sit and, wa- and eat peanuts and popcorn while watching a vasectomy Ooh. tournament? Not Ooh. nuts. <laughs> Uh, I could probably, but I don't think you would like it. Yeah, you've seen the worst of the worst. But yeah, Josh is right. You know, come the basketball tournament, we hear that a lot of dudes get signed up for the vasectomy, and then they sit and watch all the games. Have you been vasectomied, or have you ever given many vasectomies? That's a very personal question, which I will answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, No. No, I have not. Um, I haven't. I have not. I, I have seen them and done them, yes. I, yeah? Oh, you um, have? Yeah, part of family, family medicine training, typically you do learn how to do it. I'd say there's not a whole lot of family docs that actually perform the procedure, particularly if you practice in a more um, you know, urban environment. But, but docs who I trained with who went out state uh, a bit d- do that. I mean, they still deliver babies. They um, do many more procedures like that. So, yeah, it, it's actually a fairly simple Procedure. If I, the, do you do the shaving, or does the patient shave himself? <clears throat> um, I think we typically would recommend we do the shaving. Okay. Yeah, you just don't you don't want them to get any nicks or anything. It doesn't have to be completely shaved necessarily. You just mostly need things trimmed. Which, which <laughs> do you prefer? <laughs> like between the two. Say that again. Which do you prefer? Shaved or trimmed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go with trim. So as long as you can see your way. Yeah, you, you, you want to be able to see, and you also, when you're, well, actually with the vasectomy, you don't even use um, stitches, typically. The, the standard version is the opening is so small, you just put on, like, stereo strips. But, wow. But you don't generally, if, you're, if you are doing stitches over something, you don't want to tie hair into stitches. Cause so that, you've, you've performed oh, quite yeah. a few Ouch. of them then. I have, yeah. I mean, I delivered lots of babies that used to do that stuff, but just once I was in practice out of training, um, I mean, there's we got lots of urologists who do this all the time, and it just made sense to... You've delivered a lot of babies, and, and with the vasectomy, you've, uh, you know... Prevented them. Prevented a handful of them. <laughs> I had no idea. That I th- assumed that would be like a urologist or something. I mean, like that's, that. again, in the Twin Cities, that's who generally does it, just because there's a lot of urologists. and But, I, I mean, I have... The partners at, at Park Nicollet that, uh, you know, I've worked with for years that um, I think, yeah, the ones I could think of uh, were a bit older than me, so they had just maybe been part of um, clinics that were a little smaller before everything coalesced into these big, you know, multi-specialty clinics, and they still do it. You're a fascinating guy, Dr. P. And that brings up our first question. Uh, a listener wants to know, are there different ways to do it? Uh, this listener had heard there was, I mean, I, this could be a complete joke. I wouldn't know. But the listener wants to know, is there a, is it cutting and cauterizing, crimping? What are there different ways to vasectomy a player? There, there really are. I would say the standard, the standard procedure at this point is called uh, a no-scalpel vasectomy, which sounds like, oh, that's great. I don't have to be, have any opening. But essentially, it's just a question whether you use a sharp knife or you use these sharp kind of tweezers to 
make a hole in the scrotum, but it's God very small. Damn. You use a tweezers to make a hole? Uh, I mean, basically, you kind of... sounds yeah, awful. I know. It's, uh, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to describe visually, but it's... Wow. It's really no... It's that sounds not, so medieval. Well, but, but remember, there's local anesthetics. So I know, but... Um, but, but really, because you're... The vas deferens is part of this bundle that is uh, tied up with an artery, a nerve, and then... Um, Sorry, artery, vein, nerve, and then the vas deferens, and you can you can feel that through the the wall of the scrotum. So you kind of not through mine, you can't. No, well, you've that's got true. I have her. We'll get back. To I that. have we'll get back Yeah, to that. yours needs like a, a CT scanner to find it. Yeah, yeah. but You're you can feel it, and you literally isolate it with these little like round a little round clamp that holds the skin. Sure. And that inside, and then you kind of just tease open the skin. You pull the uh, pull the goods up through the skin. Honestly. Oh. oh. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, there are a number of ways to, I mean, huh. basically you have to, you have to cut, Yeah. but then you can cauterize with heat. Uh-huh. You can, there are these little clip things that can be put on there. Sometimes people do both. Wow. Um, if they I, really want to be sure. Yeah. I don't know that. I think they've all been shown to be essentially equally effective, but you very interesting. So did, but, just do the people choose or it sounds like um i think you know that's a good question one I, might I, be more expensive than the other yeah is there uh, a vas deference in price ah! oh my god you must have prepared that that's amazing <laughs> um, <clears throat> i need to remember that one uh there might be a bit of a difference uh you know i think it's probably deference. a personal preference thing for the urologist or family doc that's doing it and they probably also would just discuss here's what i usually do here are the <laughs> options um you know, and I think usually you want to do what the person who's doing it is most comfortable with and uses all the time. Because yeah. unless they say, you know, it's amazing, ninety percent of the vasectomies I do, I have to redo them. I, wonder, <laughs> I um, have a question about men's testicles, Doctor P. Um, of course. I, I learned, then I got a question about women's testicles. Okay. Follow up. Uh, I learned yesterday that, um, like, uh, what's inside the testicles? I always thought, like, if you slice those bad boys open you'd get like um like ping pong balls kind of thing like what? and i learned yesterday that if you do it's like a, it's like a coiled up rope kind of situation in what there. in god's name are you saying are you talking about the literally like okay so the scrotum or the the te- like you guys didn't you eat bull testicles here yeah mm-hmm. so we're talking about that part yeah the meatball yeah uh if you, <laughs> cut, if you i mean if you cut that open it's there's definitely no ping pong balls. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I always why'd thought. You, why'd you pick your ping pong? I don't know because of the way that they feel. Ooh. No, it's what, I mean it's the... you know it's complicated <laughs> tissue that um, uh, has a lot going on that's you know process making it's making testosterone it's making sperm that kind of travels through little tubes and stuff and then so yeah uh, I mean it might, I guess I've I can't say that I've ever caught a human. Uh, testicle in half, have well, I? Well, we were, we were talking about, like, incidences where someone, like, got caught on a fence and it, like, ripped open or yeah. something like that. And me and all the girls that were sitting here listening to these stories were like, wait, what's inside of there? So I, I, I didn't know. And yeah. I guess I'll, it other girls it didn't know either. It wouldn't be like a, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise. It would be like, oh, that looks like a, you know, a piece of torn body oh, tissue. Okay. You'd be shocked to know that, you know, what else is inside there? Bees. 
<laughs> angry, angry bees. That depends on season. Sometimes there's bees. Yeah. I was yet next to a Nick at a urinal once, and he peed bees. Yes. That's how we found out. Here's Ouch. a listener, uh, listener who said he had a nose scalpel vasectomy, and others are saying they had. Uh, I thought you guys used just laser <clears throat> guns or something these uh, days, yeah, like lightsabers. Yeah. Oh, lightsaber! I haven't heard of, but um, I mean, no. Yeah, the one I was talking about is called. A no, but again, no scalpel vasectomy is just. You still have to open the skin. It's just a question of whether you do it with these sharp little tweezers or you use a knife. And a laser, I mean, all a laser is ultimately is a, a life, a life, a light, uh, sorry, a knife made of, oh my God, a knife? a knife made of light. I mean, it, it cuts <laughs> tissue the same okay. way. So a it's, just a, it's a fancy uh, way to cut things, which also tends to cauterize them too, stop the bleeding. But. All right. Uh, HVAC Delivery Jesus wants to know his four-year-old is getting ad his adenoids taken out tomorrow uh he wants to know is that a simple procedure adenoids yeah so there's uh if you think of i mean most most of the times when we think of tonsils we think of our uh the palatine tonsils so those are the ones if, if you've known anybody or yourself had big tonsils you look in the back of the throat and it's sort of it looks very full because they can be quite large and they can get infected and get large get um uh, well, sorry, get, yeah, cause breathing problems. The adenoids are essentially further up in the um, face, sort of straight back. If you, if you would look straight back through your nose, you could see them um, if you're using a little scope. And they can cause snoring and breathing troubles and ear infections. And yeah, I mean, truly uh, a tonsillectomy or adenoidectomy is, ba I mean, I don't want to freak people out, but it's, you're really just cutting the tissue out. It's not you know, some fancy surgery. Um, it's a question of whether they use um, a, a knife or whether they, I think they typically just use electric cautery to kind of burn the tissue off and remove the excess tissue and it kind of stops the bleeding at the same time. So it's very straightforward, very quick. It just, as you can imagine, when something's burned off like that, it hurts a lot. Um, kids, kids tend to bounce back from it so much more quickly than adults, which is why you don't see people getting tonsillectomies or adenoidectomies as an adult. Um, Why do you get rid of them? Uh, because of, typically because of snoring um, and sleep apnea or recurrent ear infections, just because of the way the eustachian tubes um, that drain the ears uh, into the back of the throat, they can get obstructed by large tonsil tissue. Oh, Anybody right. here had their tonsils out? No. No, no. came close to it. Yeah. My mom thought it, about it for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be a far more common thing. I mean, if, you know, like... I think probably people over 70, I bet 75, 80% of them had their tonsils out. And it's because there was no antibiotics, essentially. Now, maybe that age is a little wrong now, maybe even older, because I've been around for a while. <laughs> but uh, before the age of modern antibiotics, there were limited options for um, uh, you know, treating strep throat and treating other throat infections. And so people would get really sick, get an abscess behind there, and yeah. it was done a lot. All right. Chipman Jesus said his dad keeps having seizures and often gets lightheaded. Doesn't have epilepsy. Seen a doctor. They don't have any answers. He's a former alcoholic, but he hasn't drank in years. Any ideas? Hmm. Well, I mean, if, not an easy one, if right? he, I mean, if he keeps having seizures, true seizures, then I would say he does have epilepsy or a seizure disorder. I mean, just by definition. 
So I wonder if perhaps he's not truly having seizures. Um, uh, sometimes people can have light-headed episodes, uh, vasovagal syncope, which comes up on here from now or now and then. You know, like you kind of think of people at church and it's hot and an old lady stands up and then kind of goes, oh, oh. You seen know. that. Yeah, that, that's fortunate. And then they can shake sort of like they are having a seizure. It's just sort of the uh, adrenaline response of your body kind of almost trying to counteract what's happening. And it can very much look like a seizure, but it's not. So, so I'm not, so that's where I'd be confused as to whether is it lightheadedness and syncope or seizures. Cause yeah, if, if you're having repeated seizures, you, you basically, you have to figure out what's causing them, what type they are and treat them. Uh, sure. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit more of a complicated question than what I could, could answer. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean, the drinking thing in there, it sounds like he's not been drinking for quite a while, but uh, alcohol withdrawal seizures are a very serious problem because if, if you're getting to the point of alcohol withdrawal causing seizures, your life is in danger. Uh, I mean, that's a, okay. a severe alcohol. I'll remember alcohol. that. I, I, didn't yeah, know right. that. I, I had no idea. Yep. Uh, you know, and then associated with that can be delirium tremens, which, you know, the DTs, which sure. maybe people hear, hear about. The shakes. Yeah, which is, is also uh, incredibly dangerous. But if his dad's not drinking, he shouldn't be having alcohol-related seizures. But, you, yeah, to sort these things out, you know, you, I know, Josh, you've talked about your issues. I mean, you need, you need to see a neurologist. They mm -hmm. need to do an EEG. Sometimes they need to do an EEG overnight. Um, they will maybe do a sleep-deprived EEG where they keep you there, basically keep you up all night and then do it because cause you're, if you're really fatigued, you're more likely to have seizures. Ah. That sounds awful. I mean, it's pretty awful, but... I've got one of those coming <clears throat> up in a couple weeks. Not, not an overnight one, thank goodness. Yeah. Dr. P. Jesus is with us here in studio on the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show fielding some questions, health questions from our listeners. I got a text here from Handyman Jesus. He says he's had bursitis in his elbow. His elbow is the size of a tennis ball. He has an appointment tomorrow. What are they going to do, he wants to know. On a side note, they have me on two antibiotics and I have bad diarrhea. And it's black! Oh, oh boy. Eh. <laughs> eh. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, so bursitis. Um, over our joints, really any joint, um, you, we have uh, a bursa, which is I kind of picture it as it's a, a sack of fluid, almost like if you had a Ziploc bag with like a couple drops of oil in it. So the sides of the Ziploc bag would sort of slip against each other. So it's not really, it's not a space exactly, but it is technically a space. If you get bursitis, then that Ziploc bag is suddenly full of fluid and it gets big. Um, and it, it looks like an egg or a tennis ball or... So something that was completely flat will kind of whoop, um, uh, get large, and usually be a bit sore. Uh, they c you can get an infection in those, and that's, I assume, why he's on antibiotics. It could, maybe it's a separate issue. Um, you know, you, you think, hey, there's fluid in there. We can just drain it. Uh, and you can. You can put a needle in there, pull out this sort of gelatinous fluid. Ooh. It often will just fill up again. Put that on toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and you, by putting a needle in there, you also introduce, or sorry, introduce the risk for infection. So okay. we usually try not to, to drain those if possible. The, the main way to make it resolve is to have kind of a compressive wrap on it. So like a, an ACE wrap. That, All right, yeah. 
puts a little bit of pressure on it. You just sort of take it easy with that joint. Is it and, painful to haul around? Let's say you don't want to go to the doctor for a big fat elbow. Is it painful to haul around? I mean, they don't necessarily hurt too much. I mean, it's more like if you bump it on Inconvenient something. and then you yeah. bump it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I've seen, you know, the most prominent ones tend to be over the elbow and it's just because you know, think about it, there's no tissue to hide it, so it's just bloop. Right. Um, over, I've seen them over the knee that can look very impressive. Um, <laughs> you know, where it's, again, it's a, looks, it does look like a, a tennis ball or something. Um, but if they, get, if they become chronic, if they become infected, uh, then it becomes more complicated. So You uh, said you chronic and joint a lot, and Waffle's getting yeah. all excited over that. <laughs> His eyes. Just like, if only I had a chronic joke. <laughs> good luck with your appointment, Handyman Jesus. That's good information, yes. Dr. P. I remember my junior high science teacher had a big, fat tennis ball on his elbow. He obviously had that bursitis. And has everyone known somebody who's had that look? Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. I remember my that, that junior high science teacher, that thing was so big. When he would say, okay, your assignment for tomorrow is to read chapter two, I expected his elbow to say, and read chapter three as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> this damn thing. Different head? Yes. <laughs> Dr. P, this person's right eye has been twitching off and on every day for a month. A month. And then they write help, all caps, lots of L's, lots of P's. Is he staring across the room at his enemy? <laughs> uh, right for a month that is a long time i mean we you know i think makes me think of clint eastwood from the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> probably everybody's had episodes where you might get a little eye twitching they can go on it, it can happen sometimes when you're stressed or tired but you know a month uh, i mean that's i'm not sure what would be causing that is that bursitis no, it's not bursitis, okay. and it's not vasectomy. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's... You, you know, have vasectomy of the eyelid. Right, right, yeah. or you need one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's a twitching thing, then it's, it's muscle and nerve that are irritated, so it needs to have somebody look. Is there some sort of uh, infection around the eye? Is there, or something uh, in the eye? I mean... Oh, I wonder know. if it's crabs. Oh, is it eye crabs? I mean, crabs. You'd, you know, usually the pain if you have a foreign object. Oh, um, but yeah, some sort of nerve thing is going on. Um, so we really would be talking to somebody. All right, well, yeah. Maybe you need a, just a good punch right there. Maybe. That would that would be one way to take care of it. Absolutely. Before we continue on with Dr. P. Jesus here on the program, Ski, thank you everyone for texting in your questions. We try like hell, like... Like Wapple trying to say words out loud. We try like hell to get to as many of your questions as we can. Um, thank you for your efforts, but we can't get to air, buddy. So we are we are sorry, but we do try like. Here's an interesting one from Two N Sheezes. I don't think I've ever heard of anything quite like that. Doctor P, I sometimes get blisters in my nostril. Can a person have herpes in their nose? Oh my gosh, good question. Mm. Uh, Blisters I mean, in a nostril. I mean, you can, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not the most common spot, I would say. First uh, off, what's the most common way to get herpes? And then, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm very curious as to that as well. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's essentially, it's always skin-to-skin -skin contact. So, nice. Um, nice. Or it doesn't mean that it's... The same skin on your body to the same skin on mine, if you know. Yeah. So, oh, I really? mean, and it's so, not necessarily always gear on gear smashing. No, right, right. right. Uh, uh, you know, and there's there's HS, <laughs> HSV one and HS, funny. HSV one and HSV two. So the uh, the one version is a lot more 
uh, more problematic. The other version causes cold sores, but depending on where, you know, so cold sores are usually on the mouth, but the mouth can be places where, you know, it might cause problems elsewhere. It can go all over the place. And and likewise, so, yeah, you can can get the two different types in different places. And I'd say when when genital herpes is not in the genitals, it it maybe acts a little bit differently. It's not quite as bad. Um, And when cold sore herpes is perhaps... So instead of the mouth, it's in the genitals. It, it's not as bad, actually. Um, so this gal might have some in her nose. She could. Uh, I guess it's a you know. What have you been smelling? Yeah, I mean, you can also get some blisters from bacterial infections too. Sort of. Um, maybe imp- she's impeti- a nose picker. Yeah, I mean, maybe oh. impetigo is the classic thing that kids get, and you can but you can get like almost. Um, I mean, they're not, I guess they're not technically, well, no, I guess they are blisters. I mean, but little fluid-filled uh, bubbles around the mouth, the nose, and then they can crust and... Is that uh, from picking your nose? Um, I think that's the <laughs> easiest way to kind of spread it around. Oh, dude. Um, Sweet. But you don't have to. But <laughs> So she could be colonized, essentially, in her nose by one of these bacteria. And so it would be, it, it would be good to see somebody when it's there because we can do a, a culture of basically use a little swab, send it off to the lab and say, is this virus, is it bacteria, and okay. then target the treatment. And maybe it would have a classic appearance to the person who saw it, and they could say, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's impetigo. Right. We'll use an antibiotic. Get Vers- the swabby swab. Yeah, versus an antiviral medicine if it's herpes. I who was the guy? Yes, Josh. Oh. Uh, that was not me. I, I get a lot oh. of zits in my nose. Is that because wow. I push my nose? You get zits yeah. in, in your that nose? That sounds painful, yes. dude. It, it hurts so bad. Do you trim your like, nose a lot? Maybe it's ingrown hair. Maybe, oh. but yeah, like I'll get, they're literally like little white zits and they'll be up in my nose. That's and disgusting. Sometimes I'll pop them and it's like fluid comes out. Ah. Stop it. Ah. Stop it. Stop it. We're trying to talk. Talk to Dr. P about this off air. And yeah, now we're should like, have. And, now, and now I'm like, well, <laughs> should have. Wobble, in the nose. We're, tr- oh. we're trying to talk about possible nose sex, and you have to bring this up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, good. Why didn't you just save that for off air? I'm going to vomit over here. Uh, <laughs> Who was the guy that had a zit on his eyeball? Who was that again? The guy in Something About Mary? Oh, yeah. Chris Elliott mm-hmm. had a zit on his oh, eyeball. Eyelid, 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 I think. Well, I think in the movie he said, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. God dang, Wapple, you're gross. Uh, yeah. Probably the same applies to you, though. It's probably a little bacterial thing. We'll get you taken care of, buddy. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Picking my nose. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll give him some... Uh, Weed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You, there's a, you can just use over-the-counter, like Bass Tracing. The next oh. time I see you dabbing at your nose with a, with a rag, I'm going to puke all over myself. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm having a little drainage here. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Dr. P. That's, that's why I get so confused on the reads. You know, it's just draining. Oh, oh, you're making it you know, keep, that, yeah, that, keep, keep doing more food place reads. Yeah, QC Pizza doesn't want to hear that. I think that's how you got started, Wapo. You're just a you're just drainage. Yeah. <laughs> she said for life. Jesus has a question. Thirty nine year old guy. Recent blood work detected low testosterone. Are there natural ways or things I can do to improve it? Without testosterone replacement, I'm never going to get a boner again after what Wobble said a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Um, uh, well, so the so he's 39. Is that what we said? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that he. I wonder why he had it tested. Um, the 
the value of having testosterone levels tested is can be argued because he he could be slightly low, but it's not necessarily low enough that we would be worried about it. Um, I'd say living a healthy lifestyle, eating well, and getting enough sleep and exercise. You know, I mean, basically taking care of yourself is uh, is a way to help that improve. Because um, I mean, your it's your testicles doing that; they're making testosterone and um, if you are, if you're ill, or if you are just, um, you know, sick in general, then it, it may not be normal. Quite often, if you recheck a testosterone in a month or something, it is normal because the number varies quite a bit, and that's so that's the other part of the testing issue. Depending on the time of day, it can vary, and from one day to the next, it can vary. So, you would never want to start on testosterone replacement based on one value. Um, and then the question is, do you have any symptoms that are consistent with that? And some of them can be kind of vague, like I don't have enough energy or I feel like I'm not as muscular as I used to be, um, which are, you know, they're not specific for testosterone. But in terms of uh, like special things to eat or do or supplements or things, I, I, I don't think I would say no. That's one of those things if you, I mean, there's whole industries that... Um, sell products that would say the opposite, but mm -hmm. I don't think they're considered medically valid uh, or necessarily safe. Um, so if nothing else, having it rechecked again in a bit and make sure it's done in the morning um, is the first step. What about watching all the Rocky movies? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Rainbow I, Marathon. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a, I have Get watched damn. a couple of those Creed movies recently where I had been, I'd never seen them and I felt my testosterone go up. Next thing you know, you got your shirt off in the living room. <laughs> okay, and I didn't just take it off. I ripped it off. <laughs> and you're, uh, you know, whatever. You're squaring up with the cat. You know. <laughs> I will kick your... Wonderful stuff, Dr. P. Jesus. Hey, sorry about Wapple and yeah, Ashley there. sorry about oh, me. They got mm, I know, this, know. This room gets a little crazy we sometimes. Got problems. Hey, Wapple, if your girlfriend slash landlord ever kisses you again, I am going to think much less of her than I already do. <laughs> oh. How do you kiss a dude who's got zits running out of his nose? She loves to pop pimples and zits, so <laughs> I'm, I'm perfect for Even her. those? Uh, no, she hasn't really tried to go after those Ooh. ones. Well, so she's a lot of talk. There's your anniversary. <laughs> there you go. She's all talk. Oh, man. Dr. P, thanks, bro. Yeah, good times. All right, we'll see you, Talk man. you in a couple Bye. weeks. Cat Six Jesus wants to shout out Mac, the leader who made their team one of 45,000 last weekend to finish three new Destiny Raid on day one. Is that impressive, Wapple? Yes, what? it is. Congratulations to Putz Su Supreme Jesus and ZXM Jesus. They're closing on their first home this morning. That's exciting stuff. We're going to keep Not a Morning Guy Jesus and his family in our prayers this week. Grandpa Bob passed away last night. Would have been 84 this October. We're sorry to hear of your loss. Best of luck to medical chicken lady Jesus heading into a post-op appointment, having surgery a month ago. She's crossing her fingers. She wants clearance to get back to work because she said she's going insane. Oh. Yeah, I hope that goes well. And then happy 47th to Jesse from your brother, Fish and Chips Jesus. The 93X Morning Show. 93X.
The 93X Half-Ass Morning Show podcast is sponsored by Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. New episodes drop each weekday. If your podcast platform has ratings, go ahead and give us five stars and uh, maybe give our enemies one. Thanks, and here's a word from our sponsor. Get started on your spring cleaning checklist now. With the weather warming up, it's the perfect time to get your AC tuned up with Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Get $40 off a furnace or AC tune-up or double your savings and get $80 off when you get them done at the same time. Visit standardheating.com to save now.